Sportsnet Studios World Headquarters in Spring, Texas. It's Barry on Deck, hosted by former ESPN Houston radio host and stand-up comedian Barry Laminat, starring Oliver the Cat. Written by Barry Laminat. Produced by Barry Laminat. Directed by, you guessed it, Barry Laminat. Featuring sports, entertainment, special guests, film sessions, and some drinking. Okay, a lot of drinking. Viewer discretion is advised. And now, here's your host, Barry Laminak. What's up, you damn dirty deckheads? Welcome to Barry on Deck. I am your host, Barry Laminak. Thank you guys for being here. Today is Thursday, March 23rd, 2023. 23, 23, 23. Happy Jordan Day. This is episode number 632, which is 23 flipped. It's odd. It's awkward. Uh, the numbers two and three, what does that mean? What is the meaning of the number 23? There's a lot of going on. Hi. How are you? Trying to figure it out. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Hello, everybody. Last show of the week. It looks a little dark in here. Uh, let's lighten it up. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot, lot. That's a lot. That's dark, too. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Is it my eyes? Is it? Does it look dark? Does it look dark in here? Do I look uh, unlit? Or is it just my screen? I don't know. Let me uh, let me check the phone here. Let me look. Oh, no. Okay. I'm good. I should be okay. Uh, hey, all right. Last show of the week. Let's finish up strong. Let's have some fun. Good times yesterday in the third hour. Uh, if you missed it, that Patreon hour, we had a damn good time. Actually, one of the things we did was I answered the questions from uh, Eric Resendez about what went on with uh, George Lopez and uh, Ralph Barbosa. We did that. And then we had uh, we had a good time with Mugshot Shoulders. And we learned a lot about Cece in the process. So uh, if you missed it, man, you're missing out on those third hours. Go join the Patreon. There's a million bajillion great reasons why you should join. Getting the private third hour each week is one of them. All the swag, the camaraderie, the discord, the the events that we're planning and so much more. Plus, you help your boy out. You help your boy out uh, as an independent artist and creator. You know, once ESPN fired me. Thought that was the end of it. But no, you guys have kept me going, and I appreciate it, and I love you. So, uh, what's up, Rob? Is that an Astro World shirt? Bam! What's up, bitches? My titties make it curve. My titties make it curve, but yes, this is an Astro World shirt. Tony said, Rob is here. If I had known, I'd have dressed up. Tony, you that surprises me. You always dress up. All right, let's get this show rolling. Let's go, people. All right, we got a lot to get to. Don't forget today in the third hour at 4.15, my boy Joseph Blankenship. That's Joel Blank is going to join me in the last hour of the show to talk NBA as he's been doing the last couple of weeks, except for one when he had dad duty. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing that all the way through to the NBA finals. So it's going to be good times. Nobody better to talk basketball with than uh, Joel Blank spent 23 plus years in the NBA with the Houston Rockets. Uh, the, the latter part of that career being the director of broadcasting and uh play-by-play guy. So Joel knows his shit. He knows the NBA and it's a good time. We don't just talk Rockets, by the way. We talk more than that. We talk all NBA. Uh, so 
You're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you stick around for that in the 4 o'clock hour. It was supposed to have Apollo Dez join me today. Uh, Dez from Apollo Media was going to join me from spring training to talk World Baseball Classic, Astros spring training, baseball spring training, new rules and what they look like, this, that, and the other. Unfortunately, um, Dez is uh, not going to be able to join. He's going to be on the field, and he said, bro, the audio will just be awful uh, the wind and the wind noise and everything else. And so I was like, well, that's cool. So we're going to pick him back up on Tuesday of next week. Uh, Dez is going to join me from Apollo Media. So no Dez today, but we still got Joe Blank. I'm excited about that. And, of course, we got you and me, and we're going to hang out and talk some sports, talk some non-sports. I got plenty of non-sports tomfoolery uh, to discuss, but we also have a ton of sports to get to. So without further ado, let's start the show like we always do. And that's saying what's up to the chat. We call it the chat. It's not the past tense of shit. If you're new, it is me saying hello to the people that make this show possible. It's you guys. Uh, I saw early, early, early in the chat. Uh, DJ Maddie and Alan Denson were chopping it up. At 102 in the afternoon, Alan Denson hit it up, said, Happy Thirsty Thursday, deckheads. And then DJ Maddie was like, happy chips and dip and tamale day. Which, you know, if you married a Mexican, that's every day. So, that's whatever. Uh, and then Alan and Matt, uh, Maddie proceeded to just have a really long-ass conversation prior to the show about some bitch that won't retire. And it got interesting. So, uh, there you go. But now, in my window, I see Chris. Re- but so, it, again, shout out to Alan Denson and DJ Maddie. Thank you guys for being here. Hey, speaking of DJ Maddie, I'm going to go ahead and do it now. I usually wait. But damn all that. Damn all that. I say. Yo, DJ Maddie. Sir, I salute you guys. <laughs> DJ Maddie done upgraded up in this bitch. He upgraded uh, from a big deckhead to a huge deckhead. Uh, and it's always very much appreciated. So, sir, thank you so much for supporting the show and helping me keep this thing rolling. Um, I would love to do this and not have to get paid. But unfortunately, bills must be met uh, and shit must be bought. And so this allows me to keep doing this. So I had to go get a corporate job, and then you guys got to listen to boring-ass uh, sports talk radio during the day, right? <laughs> Don't tell Joel I said that. I got to sneeze. <sighs> you ever get one where you're just like, oh, I feel it. I feel it. It's coming. Damn it, it won't, it won't sneeze. And now it's gone. Is that what it feels like for women during sex? Did I just... Did I just have a woman's almost orgasm? Is that what it's like when the when the lady's like, don't move, don't move, don't, 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 just keep doing that, just don't, don't stop, don't stop, just do that. To, why'd you move? I was so close. And you're like, oh, my, my fucking, my triceps were shaking, bitch. You know I don't work out, my God, my arms are fucked, I'm tired, I got a cramp and shit, and my, my wrist is giving out, and I feel like that's what that sneeze was. I almost had a mouth orgasm. I guess that would be a sinus orgasm. I don't know. All right, back to the chat. Oh, my bad. Back to DJ Maddie. Sir, thank you uh, for supporting the show. Much appreciated, Mr. Maddie. Unfortunately, rules are rules, DJ Maddie, and you missed the uh, coasters. And and the only reason I say that is, and normally, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice guy. I would send you the coasters because you upgraded. Uh, but I only ordered enough for the huge deckheads that we had. So I literally 
all this is literally all the coasters I have left in my possession. And, and I'm always trying to hang on to a stack and use a stack or hang on to an item and use an item. So I have a set of four for me to use. And then I have a set of four to just kind of hang on to so that they go into the, uh, to the Barry on deck, uh, uh, hall of fame when we get there. So, uh, what the hell just happened? I looked down and it looked like I was, uh, off the, I got my coasters before I drove back to Odessa. Nice Fidel. What's up pimping? Uh, uh, oh, look at Alan. Alan said you could have a couple of mine. Alan, you're so sweet, buddy. I love Alan. He's such a kind man. Uh, all right, back to the chat. Here we go. Here we go. Roller, roller, rollers. I got Chris Reyes. What's up? Jesus was in early, and I dig that. Alex Villanueva's here. Keith Sager. Bro, do you not have any lawn talk for me? I miss it. You and Jared Taylor are the only ones that'll talk along with me anymore. So hit me with your best shot. Uh, DJ Maddie said, turn down the lights and grab your popcorn and enjoy the show. Yes. Get naked. Take your pants off. Um, You know, do weird shit. It's fine. No one's watching. Oh, my sweet, sweet Donna is here. Hello, Donna. I love you, boo-boo. Terrence is in the building. I love you too, Terrence. What's up, man? Thank you for showing up. Uh, who else? Jared Taylor. Do you have any suggestions for getting notifications? I've checked all the settings. I'm still not getting Twitch alerts. Yeah, you know what? I don't know because I update it. I go into the little thing and it says there's a go live notification and I fill that out and I save it. And you should get it, but I really don't know. I don't know why. Uh, Eric Resendez, I see your shoe check, buddy. I will do that, I promise. Yo, House, thank you for the resale, my friend. House has been subscribed for 11 months. That's almost a year, if you didn't know. Uh, who else? Jared Taylor, thank you for the 300 bits. Homo Astros fan, thank you for the 100 bits. Man, you guys the shit. The shit. All right. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. Unfortunately, Jared, I can I can Google it. I can I can look it up. That's about the best I could do uh, <clears throat> for you at this point. Uh, my, I'm sorry. Uh, CC's here. What's up? Uh, I can't look at CC the same after yesterday's third hour. If you missed it, well, you missed it. Uh, uh, so be a be a Patreon member and join us, and you won't miss the shit. Uh, sorry, Jared. I'm Twitch dumb. Okay. Uh, Mark G, what's up, homie? Good to see you. Mark, we're going to talk hockey today. I know. I mean, not like actually on the ice. Is it X's and O's for hockey? Is that how you draw? Or is it like, um, oh, we're playing teeth and gums. I don't know how that, you know, like when you play basketball, you do shirts and skins. Is that what hockey guys do? They just go like teeth and gums. Like if you're like, instead of taking your shirt off because it's ice, it would be cold. Like if you're on team, no teeth, everybody just takes their teeth out. And so instead of shirts versus skins, it's teeth versus gums. I don't know. I don't know how hockey works, but we're, we're going to talk. I got two different hockey stories for you today. Pretty crazy. Uh, Cisco, what's up, homie? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for being here. Tony the Handsome's in. What's up? Rob is here. What's up? Flip! My associate timekeeping producer. Thank you for being here, buddy. Everybody hates everybody. Keeps me on track, and I like it. What's up, Catfish? I look lit. That's what's up. Good. Thank you. It just looks weird on my screen. Is my monitor going out? I wonder I wonder if I've screwed up my monitor. Oh, that's not good at all. I don't know what I've done here. What the fuck? All oh, this looks like shit. What's happening? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, let's try Gamer 2. Yeah, that's super bright, isn't it? 
That made it even brighter in here. Oh, well. We'll, we'll roll with that for now and, and see if that causes problems. Uh, what else? Um, catfish I got. Rob, uh, Rev House, what's up, homie? Three years is crazy. Three years, what? Well, it's been three years. What? Uh, woo. Uh, Donna said, I can't believe it's been three years. I don't remember three years for what. Uh, three years to the day. Feels like yesterday. Fuck COVID. Oh, is that what COVID was today? They officially shut everything down today? Is that true? Wow. Uh, Stephen Weatherguy said probably because he heard your WBC take. Shut your, shut your whore mouth. What's up, Fidel? Good to see you, buddy. Thank you for being here. All right, rest of the chat. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. One deep is in the building. What's up? Eric Resendez, Senor Barry. I made a full week for the first time in a long time. Yeah, baby. Let's go. Feeling good. Feels good, don't it, Eric? You've been having a good time, too. I hope so, pimp. It's good to have you back in the mix, though, man, for real. Miss your smiling face. Look look, look at the smile. Look at, look at the smile on that face. Look at the smile on that face right there. Look, look at the smile on this face. Look at that smile. He's like, go Dynamo. But I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, don't change, Eric. Don't change. All right. Who else do I got to? Do I got to? Let's see. Ha, um, uh, who did I miss? Charlie Horse. Don't know what that is. What's up, Homer Astros fan? Thank you for being here, my friend. Fidel, I got Alan DJ CC. Um, what's up, Broncos? P I M P. What's up, Broncos? Thank you for being here, Broncos 67. Even us in the building. Hey, what's up, everyone? Ready for some sweet 16 basketball games tonight, tomorrow, and Elite Eight this weekend. The Elite Eight is already this weekend. That's insane. I love it, though. Um, my pants were off. Good. Okay. Uh, Keysager Lawn is in the struggle bus. Been busy with league baseball. Yeah, man. I'm going to tell you right now, bro. My big problem, I haven't done much lawn work yet, but uh, it's the weeds. The weeds are, and, but that's usually about this time of year. Best that you could do right Heck now, yeah. man, if, especially if you're struggling with your, um, like, weeds in your flower beds, mulch. Mulch, it'll save you big time. Uh, I thought Rev only subscribed to the Lord's house. Okay. Opening day is next week. Has anyone received the Astros gold rust merch and gear yet? No. Uh, Mark G said, ha ha chicklets. Just kidding. X's and O's. Gotcha. Tarps off. Tilly time. No idea. Pimping ain't easy. What's up? Okay. LOL. Your show, bruh. What? Your show, man. What? The show. What? What are you talking about? You adjusted the color in the third hour. No, that was on the other one. It's not been three years for my show. This show started May of 2020, May 11th, uh, 2020 was the first day of this show. That's not, what do you, I don't understand. I'm so confused. Check your sprinklers. If you haven't turned them on since the free. Oh, good point. Tony. Good point. Three years. I'm so confused. I'm so confused. The, the show hasn't been going for three years. May 11th, I did, it's a day that'll live in infamy for me. May 11, 2020 was the first show. This is the first show. I don't, okay, you know what? We're just going to move on. I'm so confused. Hey, uh, PB Dubs! <laughs> Thank you for the reset, buddy. 13 months, that's like a year and a month. <laughs> the more you know. I don't know what that sound was. That definitely wasn't the more you know sound, for sure. Uh, and then I'm going to ask I got. All right, Eric Resendez, here's your shoe check. 
Um, I had a couple of choices, uh, and they were both Air Max related. But I was like, you know what? It's a, it's. I think this is called Royal Blue. Is that what that is? Royal Blue, and it's mostly white. Obviously, the Astros uh, colors, kind of the rainbowish thing going on. So I was like, ah, let me stick to the Royal Blue uh, proper, and uh, let me also go with the white. So uh, I got the jewels out. I, I'm rocking the jewels today. The uh, the Air Max jewels. Look at them, pretty bad boys. Mostly white, mostly white. But you know, you got the you got the royal blue on the back. So you got a you got a matchy match. Y'all know how y'all know how we do on this show. Got the matchy match. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't surprise you, I'm sure, that your boys got on uh, more. And you can tell I don't wear these a lot. I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't go anywhere so it's mainly just me in the house and then i just sit here i get dressed right before the show starts usually i'm in my drawers uh so i'll get dressed ouch okay everybody's everybody's saying that was that the fucking the stock market hit a pandemic low three years ago today was that what it was Tony said, I lost a Mexican palm in the 2021 freeze. My other Mexican palm started fanning, so got lucky. Are you talking about like, okay. Y'all seeing Perry out there living his best life in Thailand? No, that's awesome, though. Um, <laughs> Donna my bad. I love you, Donna. That's okay. You can spread rumors. and You can do whatever you want, Donna. Everyone else, shut the fuck up. Uh, Celio, what's up? He said, speaking of lawns, I have a spot that has been covered for the last five years. Of course, there's no grass. How can I get it to grow? Um, well, I'm assuming you have St. Augustine grass. Um, best thing you can do, one is um, uh, aerate it. Poke holes in it, let the water and air get there. Uh, two, what you could do is on the areas around this space. And again, I'm assuming you have St. Augustine. If you have Bermuda, Bermuda, then just just seed it. Just go get you some Bermuda seed. Make sure it matches and, and throw it out there. But if you have St. Augustine, best thing you can do is make your own plugs. All you do is get you a little shovel and get you like a, you know, a five or six inch square plug out of the grass. Take it over there and just start spreading them out like a checkerboard almost. And, uh, and that'll eventually grow and fill in. And then you don't have to go buy grass. You can use your own. And then the places where you pulled it from, put some dirt back, kind of like golf. when they say, replace your divot, get you some 50, 50 mix, throw that back in there. And that grass will fill in too. So you'd be good to go. There you go. How easy was that? <sighs> All right. Donna got sources. <laughs> that's funny. Um, well, it's been three years since I moved to Houston. Oh, that's right. You did move right before every all the shit hit the fan. That's true. That's true. What's up, Jim? Good to see you, buddy. Jim on sports in the building. All right. We got a shit ton to get to. We got a birthday in the building. I doubt he's here, but that's okay. Uh, once more time, thank you to DJ Maddie for upgrading. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you upgrading from big to huge deckhead, buddy. Much appreciated. All right, let's get to our sports headlines. Let's go. Ugh. Um, how's Barry's big deck? What's up, Jimmy? Good to see you, buddy. My deck is doing amazing. Um, it is, it is a lot, had a lot of people on it last night. I'm just kidding. I didn't. It's just felt appropriate to say, but what's up, Jimmy? Welcome to the show, dude. Welcome to the program. Thank you for being here. Uh, last week I heard Granado interviewing a guy about Zoysa grass on the radio. They're coming for you. Okay. 
That's fine. Bring it. Also, Zoys is a terrible idea in Houston. Don't do it. Stick with Bermuda or stick with uh, St. Augustine. You will hate it if you get Zoys. Uh, all right. Uh, sports headlines for the day. The Cardinals' Adam Wainwright is going to the IL. Likely Veral Weeks. What? Several. Somebody deleted it too soon. Likely for several weeks. He was supposed to be the opening day starter. I think he's been with the Cardinals for like 18 years now. Some crazy shit. Got hurt in spring training. Or I'm sorry. Got hurt at the World Baseball Classic. But I won't rant and bitch and carry on about it because it was um it was just a workout in the weight room and it was you know something freaking stupid and it could have happened anywhere so you know now you know, it could have been working out with the team and it could have happened but it happened to be at uh at uh the world baseball classic so that kind of exacerbates the problem but no big deal uh the blackhawks not to be confused with the black hawks the black hawks Pronunciation matters, people. Um, good news for the Cubs. Yeah, that's true. It was about a golf course, the, the Granado interview. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Uh, the Black Hawks. Can't say it too fast. That just I don't know how to, how to stress that. But you can't be like, the Black Hawks. The, the what? Well... The Black Hawks will not be wearing their Pride warm-up jerseys uh, for their Pride game this week um, over security concerns. And you're like, well, what what security concerns would they have? Uh, It actually stems back to Russia. Mother Russia. Uh, Vladimir Putin. More like farting. Um, Vladimir Putin. Now I'm on a Russian watch list. Great. Shit, now they're going to be hacking my 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 pewter. Now they're going to be all up in my system, man. Uh nonetheless, uh, Vladimir Putin had issued a like a, a, a tightened, I guess, uh the laws on supporting, endorsing or spreading um information, positive information about the LGBTQ+ community. In Russia, so it's against the law, and it's kind of overarching now. It's like if you're a Russian citizen anywhere in the world, and we catch you out there supporting the LGBTQIA plus community, I nailed that. We're coming for you, right? And and really, what it comes down to is some of these players are worried and concerned about the security of their families that are still back in Russia. And so they were going to opt out anyways, but uh, I guess the Blackhawks talked to security and others and decided not to do it. I, I think when you do this, I think it's a chicken shit thing to say we're not going to do it because of security. What you are basically doing is allowing um, uh, uh, um Vladimir Putin to kind of dictate what we're doing in this country now. Whether whether you agree with what does that say? What the fuck? Rev. Everybody's like, Rev, what is that? That's super weird. Do I gotta run that through? I'm gonna run that through Google Translate. I'm gonna see what that says. Uh, I think that's I think that might be uh look at look at this. Look, look at this. Look at this. Look, look at this. Look at this. What does that say, Rev? I'm going to run that through Google Translate. Let's see. Google Translate. Uh, No, not Italian. We're going... Oh, shit. There we go. I don't say shit. 
It ain't nothing. What the fuck is it? It ain't shit. Um, anyways, I think it's a mistake to cancel it. Whether you agree with or disagree with having a pride month, it says bun B clause. Okay. Uh, it's Russian for you are on the list. Nice. I think it says I like penis. Okay. I think it's a mistake to um, allow, uh, uh, to change what you were going to do because of some laws in another country. Now, if you're concerned about Russian citizens, if you're concerned about Russian players, let them sit out, right? Like don't, they don't have to play. They don't have to participate. They don't have to do whatever, but you've basically now you've allowed Vladimir Putin and his hate for the LGBTQ plus community to dictate what you do as a franchise in a free country. He won. He won. I mean, that's, 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 it, it sounds silly, but he absolutely wins in this regard. Now, some other teams have done similar things and the Russian counterparts on that team have sat out or not participated and chose not to. And that's their prerogative. Just like it's their prerogative that, you know, any player on that team can say, you know what? I don't support the ideals of this. I don't, I don't approve of this and I'm going to not participate. And it's, it's their right to do that. But I think that, you know, if you want to have a pride night at a hockey game in Chicago, Illinois, America, but you decide not to go forward with pride warm-up jerseys because halfway around the world, Vladimir Farton is dictating that, hey, we don't like this, so no one should like it. You're letting them win. It's chicken shit. Look at Maddie. That's what I'm talking about. Wolverines! One of the greatest movies of all time. I can't even tell you how many times I watched Red Dawn as a kid. Oh, my God. I just, every fucking, I knew every little thing about that movie. I've forgotten it. I need to go back and watch it again, but I brought it up on this show. I brought it up on this show. Uh, the Snot Bubble. One of my favorite scenes in any movie ever. I'm like, that's good acting if you could blow a snot bubble on demand. Just, oh, oh, don't worry. I'll make it look real. I'll blow a snot bubble. And we've all been there. We've all done it. But uh, boys, avenge me. Avenge me. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Dun-dun. We're going down. Let's go. And that's where we got this drop. I never heard of it. We're at dawn, baby. I never heard of it. They were in the field. And they had the Russian guy held hostage. He's like, where are you from? He's like, look at that. Look at and he's like, where are you from? He's like, he talks Russian. I don't know Russian, but that's how it sounds. And that's when Patrick Swayze goes, I never heard of it. Love it. I never heard of it. Love it. I'm fucking, I'm watching Red Dawn this weekend. I'm so fucking pumped. Let's go. You know what I'm going to do too? I'm throwing out all the vodka in my house. I've decided, you know what? Fuck Russia. As a staff record label, and as a crew. <laughs> Jen said, nah, we know that's Rev in that drop, Barry. No, that is Patrick motherfucking Swayze. Put some respect on it. I never heard of it. I never heard of it. I never watched the reboot of Red Dawn. I didn't want to ruin it. It's like watching the reboot of Ghostbusters, and it's not that I hate women. I just don't run. And I didn't even like Ghostbusters. So you're going to throw out a bunch of chicks in it? No, thanks. 
Uh, Todd said Tito's doesn't uh, deserve this slander. You know what? Fuck Tito. He's probably Russian. He's probably Russian. I, well, unless he was one of the Jacksons. I didn't even know that the Jackson, one of the Jacksons had their own vodka. It's pretty wild. <laughs> Jensen, I got a CC. I have his address. <laughs> when exactly am I throwing out the vodka CC? I won't tell you. I'm going to throw it out my gullet. <laughs> um, Jen, meet me on 290 at 8. <laughs> Road trip to spring. Uh, House of the Red Dawn reboot was actually really good. Uh, I was very skeptical. See, I won't do it. I won't do it. Swap out your vodka for tequila and everything. You're welcome. There you go. Well, I, I'm a whiskey guy, so. Uh, Broncos is 67. He's throwing out the bottles when they're empty. True, 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 true. Uh, <laughs> y'all are wild. Uh, where did it go? People always want one or the other when both is usually the best option. I don't even know what that means. Bobby Brown gave them that right. I have no idea what that means either. I was trying to catch up. Uh, anyways, so yeah, the, the Blackhawks <clears throat> have decided that they won't participate in Pride Night because of the security concerns and laws passed in Russia. And I'll say this, um, no big loss for the fans. Uh, the Blackhawks have been awful for years, so they're used to going uh, to games and not having Pride. So... the TikToks. Let's go. Come on. Making friends in Chicago. Yes. God. All right. That was way too much celebration for that joke. Flatline. I'm still going to clip that bitch on TikTok. Uh, just cause I need content. So anyways, that'll probably end up on, uh, like a burial on sports next week. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be what that is. Speaking of Barry on Sports, I have the newest one. You guys want to hear the newest Barry on Sports? Would you, would you like for Daddy to play it for you? I can, I can do that. I've got it right here. We'll get into that. Let's get to the rest of our headlines, and then I'll play that. We've got to talk all kinds of stuff. We've got a birthday, like I mentioned, but we've got all kinds of shit to get to, so uh, we'll get to it. At least not in the last three years. Longer than that, homie. I, before I wrote that, before I decided to do the joke, I had to look up. Bro, they go all the way back for like fucking years how bad the Chicago Blackhawks have been. So, um, Russian communities are big in the NHL. Well, who gives a fuck? Guess where the NHL mostly resides? North America. I shouldn't say mostly. All. The Canada and America. Democracy, baby. Fuck them Russian bitches. Uh, Chicago never been good since 2015, their last Stanley Cup title. Yeah, I'm saying I went all the way back to like 2017 and pfft, shit show ever since. I'm like, wow. All right, rest of your sports headlines look like this. Sources are saying that LeBron could play in the final week of the season. And um, that's good news if you're a Lakers fan because, boy, they are teetering and hanging on uh, by the skin of their teeth to that 10 spot, that play, that last play-in spot that's available. I mean, only four teams don't make some sort of playoff round. It's pretty crazy. And uh, it would be wild to think that the Lakers can't do that. But I believe the Jazz are nipping at their heels. The Lakers are like, a half game ahead of the Jazz, I think, for that 10th and final playoff spot. So they got to do the best they can do. And we'll get to uh, a specific topic. Speaking of the Lakers, when Joel Blank joins me at 415 today, uh, the Suns and the Lakers played, and the Suns were not happy. We'll also talk a little uh, Mark Cuban protest and what are the Rockets going to do down the stretch, this, that, and the other. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But LeBron James expected to play. Actually, not expected. Could play, I should say. 
That's more accurate. LeBron James could play in the final week of the season. Lastly, the Yankees. The New York stinking Yankees are worth uh, $7.1 billion. MLB teams' values are on the rise, and I happen to have the whole list here for you uh, because you know your boy got you. Uh, I try to, you know, I try to have my little thingy things going for you. I try to have uh, stuff for you to look at when you watch this show, not just my big, dumb, stupid face. So here's a list from Forbes. Bitch, I'm not subscribing. Go away. Here's the list. This, this, um, these are the values of the teams. And here's their. So this is in, in the wake of that uh, filing by several of the regional sports networks filing for bankruptcy and threatening to shut themselves down. And Bally Sports was one of them. And um, they, like AT&T Sportsnet and whatnot could be going away as well. So this is some rights, fees, and viewerships. I'm curious to see <clears throat> what does this say? So this is in alphabetical order. Uh, rights fees to the team in millions. Um, Braves get a hundred. Uh, Angels get a hundred and twelve. Dodgers get a hundred and ninety six. Astros get seventy three million of their revenue from rights fees just to broadcast the games. That's in a year. Now think about that. AT and T Sportsnet has to make up that cost. What? Uh, average viewership. Uh, Astros related one hundred and nine. That's pretty good. The Braves pay all that money and only get 78,000 viewers on average in 2022. Um, the Astros averaged 109,000 viewers in 2022. Dodgers at 120, Mets at 180, Yankees at 231. Look at that. And the rights fee, $143 million. That's insane. Mariners are at 100. See, that's, that's a little out of whack for real. Uh, Rangers are at 111 for 21,000. Rangers, way out of whack. They have way too much money for that little raggedy ass 21,000. Get out of here. Get out of here. The fucking, the Nats are getting 21,000 and they're only having to, they're only charging 61. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Who's the, who, what's the least? So 21, the A's get 12,000 and they're charging 53. Hmm. That's terrible. 11,000 for the Miami Marlins. They're charging 49. The Brewers charge $33 million in rights fees, and they average 43,000 people once. Pretty crazy. All right, well, here's the rest of the values. Uh, what did Evil Death say? Saw a tweet about the Yankees' new burger sandwich named the Aaron Judge. It looks okay, but I'm still going to eat it because I'm anti-Yankee. Oh, not going to eat it. Yeah, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, I couldn't do it. I threw away all my pinstripe suits just because of that too. Uh, what's up, Heartthrob? Good to see you. He said, what's up, fam? Still trying to get the taste of ranch ice cream out of my taste buds. You know what? I tried to get that. I was going to do it on the show and I couldn't find it. I was trying to find it online and no luck. I guess I got to go to Walmart to get it. Well, I'm now I'm glad I didn't. So thank you for biting the bullet or the ranch for me, uh, <clears throat> Heartthrob. I'm glad I didn't do it. Uh, all right, here you go. Here's the rankings. So most valuable teams of 2023. Number one, New York Yankees, $7.1 billion is their value. That's up 18% from last year. Uh, operating income, it cost them $16.3 million to operate. That's crazy, and you'll see why in a second. Dodgers uh, worth $4.8 billion. They're the second highest uh, valued baseball team. That's up 18%. And 
and their operating expenses are $14.3 million. Boston Red Sox are worth a $4.5 billion, up 15%. Look at their operating income, though. $71 million in operating expenses. Or I'm sorry, that's operating income. My bad. Um, so the Cubs are at $4.1 billion. And that includes, that's up 8%. That includes $57 million in operating income. Giants are worth $3.7 billion. Mets are worth $2.9 billion. Number seven on the list, the Angels are worth $2.7 billion. The Braves are worth $2.6 billion. And they uh, have operating income of $51.2 million. And the Phillies are worth uh, $2.575 billion. That's up 12%. Braves up 24%, by the way. That is the biggest uh, jump of the top nine. And obviously, the Braves super hot right now. Uh, that's why it's up so much. Although the Angels jumped 23%. Uh, number 10 on the list. Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals at $2.55 billion. That's up only 4%. Operating income of $43 million. And your Houston Astros are worth $2.25 billion. So the next time you're concerned about. Oh, I don't know. I I got to spend the money at the ballpark and, instead of eating because I'm worried about Jim Crane. Man, fuck him. He's worth $2.25 billion just owning the Astros. They should give free parking. Your first hot dog is free. Fuck that. Operating income is $44.3 million, and that's up 14%. Rangers are up 9% to $2.25 billion. Uh, operating income of $58.1 million. Mariners at $2.2. Blue Jays at $2.1 billion. White Sox at $2.05 billion. The Natties are $2 billion even. Padres $1.75. Orioles at $1.7. That's surprising. Um, but, yeah, $1.6 for the Brewers. Rockies at $1.475. Tigers at $1.45. Uh, Twins right around $1.4. Diamondbacks, Pirates. Guardians, Rays, uh, Royals, Reds, Athletics. Oakland is not last. They're worth $1.18 billion. And the Miami Marlins are dead-ass last on this list. And they are worth $1 billion. That's up 1%. And they're operating at a loss of $0.5 million per year. Crazy. Free H.J. Knight at Minute Maid Park. What? What's up, Justin? He said, eat the rich. I like it. Jim Crane bought the Astros around 12 years ago, I believe. <sighs> uh, when did Jim Crane buy the Astros? Uh, let's see. Jim. Uh, Jim Crane buys the Astros. Let's see how much he bought them for. Jim Crane buys the Astros for $680 million. That was on May 16th of 2011. That was 22 years ago. 22 years ago, Jim Crane bought the Astros. Unbelievable. Uh, Evil Death said 12 years ago. No, it was, uh, it was, uh, oh no, you're right. That's 12 years ago. I'm a dumbass. I was like, I don't know why I was looking at 2001. It's 2011. Um, and it says on Monday, so he paid 680 million, the second highest price in major league history. And what's crazy is now, because of that investment, and not only has he won World Series and everything, but a $680 million investment is now worth $2.25 billion if he sold it. That's crazy, man. 
Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, it's a really good investment, right? Uh, the only list the Rockies are not last on. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. Broncos faces. Broncos 67. I mean, dude, I really like, you know how you have a team that you root for? Like, right, for me, that's the Astros, obviously, born and raised in Houston, Texas. I'm all, I'm all lifelong Astros fan. But there's always like a second team that you root for or a second city. For some reason, growing up as an Oilers fan, I was always like a side Broncos fan. And I told the story before, and the only reason really that I was a Broncos fan is because I saw one of the Broncos do a backflip after a touchdown once and was like, that's my team. When it's not the Oilers, it's got to be the Broncos. Um, but that, that was also the case with, like, the Rockies. I loved watching the Rockies, man. When Mike Hampton left, the Astros to go to the Rockies, I followed. I was like, well, let's go. Let's go, Hampy. Not great. Um, but, man. Those years with, you know, Vinny Castilla and Larry Walker and um, uh, uh, Todd Helton as a young buck and that veteran lineup. And you had, who else did you have? You had uh, Ellis Burks. You had Walker Burks. Castilla. There's an Andres Galarraga. Uh, oh, dude. Those, those Rockies teams were bananas. I loved him. Yeah, Galarraga is one of them. Um, loved him, man. But, you know, not so much anymore. What was this? Redeem suggest a poll. There we go. I don't know why they didn't fire off. It makes me so mad. So angry. Uh, I don't even know where that's at on my list. Hype train, email, gen, Patreon, chat, browser. Well, that's just the slide. <sighs> Assets, background, 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 Twitch alerts. There we go. Maybe that'll work now. Channel points alerts. There we go. Maybe that'll work now. I don't know why the fuck they're not firing off. That's 34 and 35. Let's make sure that, yeah, it's on. It's up. <gasps> Wasn't added to the main mix, you raggedy bitch. It is now. It is now. It is now. Maybe that'll work. All right, so what was your poll suggestion? Even that suggested a poll, which former Houston owner do you miss more, Drayton McClain or Les Alexander? Oh, I like it. That's a good poll. That's a good poll. Let's uh, let's do that. Let's see here. Let me copy and paste. Control-C. New poll. Uh, Drayton McClain. Or Leslie. Alexander. All right. And five minutes. Which former Houston owner do you miss more? Drake McLean. Boom. All right. You got five minutes. Vote on it. That's a good question. Can we vote Bob McNair? I would love to go to a game at Coors Field. I really would. I really would love to go to a game at Coors Field. I'm going to tell you right now. Um... As far as that question goes, Bud Adams, man, fuck Bud Adams, Titan Hugo. Fuck, I know he's dead. I know you don't talk shit about the dead, but when he was living, fuck Bud Adams. Oh, there's not a lot of people in this world that I would say I hate that I don't know. I hate Bud Adams, and I don't know him, but fuck Bud Adams. Mark said the poll didn't come up for me. Uh, new poll vote. 
Yeah, it's right there, buddy. It's it's working, Mark. I don't know what to tell you on yours, but it's right there. And Daddy's going to vote. I vote. <laughs> Leslie Alexander. Uh, you can talk shit about the dad. You talk shit to me all the time. That's true, Todd. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's very true. That's very true. Um, yeah, I would love to go to a game at Coors Field. That would be that would be badass. Catfish said less all day. Less got rings. Drayton Drayton had uh, was it Sheriff Blaylock's nachos? Drayton had um, got got a new stadium built. Drayton uh, gave us the worst uniforms in Astros history. The red brick wall and the fucking shooting star, navy blue. Awful. Awful. Drayton had Junction Jack. Yeah. Yeah. See? Fuck. What? What? This makes no. Let's just throw out a random ass rabbit that has nothing to do with anything. That's cool. No, it's not, Drayton. Uh, all right, so the poll is up. Make sure you vote. Vote or die. If you don't vote, that's the problem with this country, and the Russians win. Uh, flips at our first ever World Series appearance. And they got fucking swept. And they should have went in 98. And the fact of the matter is he chased bad money and bad contracts with more bad money and bad contracts. I'm fine. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Eric Resendez. He also gave us fucking Carlos Lee. And and I get it. He was gun shy because he traded the farm for Doug Drabeck and Greg Swindell and they shit the bed like a fucking puppy that needs to go outside but can't because you're asleep and he's in the bed. And well, you get the idea. Nonetheless, it was bad. Okay? Bad. But I will say this there was uh there was a, that was a very successful run for a very long time. Uh, under Drake McLean. But the same could be said for for the Rockets, but they kind of the Rockets after the the championship years, they got a little lean and then they they just they were always hovering around seven or eight. So eh. Eh. But it's been great since then, right? Do I remember the El Caballo lunatics out in the outfield? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I do. If Junction Jack is a bunny rabbit, then what kind of animals orbit? A Martian. What are you talking about? Evil Death? He's a he's a Martian. How do you not know that Orbit is a Martian? That's the Bro, he's literally got the Martian tentacle things. Doesn't he? Doesn't he have tentacles? Or what are those? Ears? Those aren't ears. I don't know what they are. Anyways, we I digress. Let's move on. Uh at this time, well, let's see. Do we want to do more hockey? And what time is that? What time is that? I just saw Dr. Dre on 290's tweet. That's hilarious. I've actually got something like that, but uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta show that too. Uh, hey, real quick before we get to um, antennas, Barry. It's not antennas. What did I? What did I call them? Tentacles. Yeah, it would definitely be antennas. Well, Coors Field has an area called Party Deck. Oh, could you get high out there? Is that allowed? Like, could you smoke weed at at a ball game? Is that would that be allowed? Todd said his name is Orbit. Yeah, no shit. Like, wait, a, wait. Where's your context clues? Evil Death. Les Alexander ran off the arrows. He's dead to me. <laughs> 
That's the best thing he did during his time here. Ran off the shitty arrows. That was uncalled for. Have you seen the Manchester United is going to be sold and it's going to be a record-breaking sell, they say? Broncos sold for $4.65 billion. Yeah, I did see that. Um, yeah, that's it's going to be ridiculous how much they sell for. Like, ridiculous. Mark said that's hurtful. Uh, the arrows were... Bro, it's like having a... It's like having a minor league baseball team here. I'd rather have the Savannah Bananas than the Corpus Christi Hooks here. Okay. All right. Um, let's do this first. Let me say thank you to everybody that sent in a thank you Thursday. Um, which also is a three-hour Thursday, which started as a $5 Friday thanks to Keith Sager and Lawn Talk, and then it kind of morphed into a $5 Friday, and everybody did that. And then we canceled the sh- Friday shows. We're just down to four days a week now, but we're actually on longer. We're just on less days, so I do... Uh, three hours a day for four days instead of two hours a day for five days and everybody wins. I get a day to do admin stuff and, and you know, whatever. And you, you guys get a Friday away from me and you get two more hours a week. Um, so it's thankful Thursday. And I got to say thank you first to my sweet, sweet Donna, who right off the rip early, early in the morning, fired off a $10 uh, thankful Thursday to me. And I appreciate you, sweetie. What? What? Network error, please try again. What? Am I offline? My phone says network error. That's weird. Um, But my sweet, sweet Donna said uh, $10. Happy, thankful Thursday. Thank you, sweetie. I really appreciate you, Donna. Uh, she's so, so consistent, and it's amazing. I'm still on. Thank you, house. Uh, PP Dubs with a $6 thankful Thursday. He said, thankful Thursday, formerly three-hour Thursday. It's had a lot of names. It's had, this is this is a fact. Uh, Jen said a $5 thankful Thursday. You work here. Uh, Sylvia. Sylvia sent in a $5 happy BOD thankful Thursday. Sylvia, sweetie, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And then truck driver Pussy. Not to be outdone, sending a $5 thankful Thursday. He said, thirsty, thankful Thursday. Uh, I hope Cece is here. Is Cece still here? Cece, are you still here? Cece, are you here? Say hi, Cece. Say hello. I don't want to read it until Cece's here. So I'll read Alex's. Where's uh, Alex Villanueva sending a $10 thankful Thursday and said, good Thursday afternoon. Let's end the week the way it started with a great show. Make everyone's brackets. May everyone's brackets stay perfect from this point on. Amen, amen, amen. What's up, Cece? All right. This is a $5 thankful Thursday from truck driver Pussy. And he said, uh, happy thirsty, thankful Thursday. This is five. This five bucks is to put on CC's books the next time she's on mugshot shorties. So no, I can see you just got to type. Uh, were you saying I'm here? She's like, can y'all not hear me? No. <laughs> CC is so funny. CC was killing it in yesterday's chat. I mean, uh, during the third hour, absolutely killing it. It was hilarious. Uh, all right, let me make sure. What the frick is going on, Twitch? Yeah, see, like, that's that's awkward. Oh, it just said network error. Okay, we're good now. Okay, it's back. All right. Um, Brian Pettis said, what I miss? Everything, Brian, everything. Sorry, it's getting hot. I got to turn the fan off. It's getting hot in here. 
All right, so those are out of the way, and thank you guys so much. Again, it's it's always appreciated, and uh, your generosity is amazing, and it really does help me keep this show going. Uh, honest to God, that's not a that's not a, an exaggeration by any stretch. Uh, now, I would like to invite everybody to get their uh, shot glasses out because because because. birthday is your favorite time unless you're old like me and then it's not your favorite time uh hey yo what's up dre dre said uh thanks for the coasters for sure fam for sure dre, i just saw your tweet about the 32 teams at cam i was gonna actually do that i like your tweet i'm gonna use it too uh so happy birthday to my dude my guy my ace your house is shooting coffee hey whatever it takes fam Josh Fernandez. I do know this. Josh is going to be at the Rose of Houston Sports uh, April 5th. So if you want to meet Josh and, you know, give him a birthday party, I don't know. But this goes out to my boy Josh Fernandez. Uh, busy, busy, busy man during the day. Can't hang out with us as much anymore, but still supporting, still rocking with me. Um, and, it's, and it's always appreciated. So, Josh, you're not here. Maybe this will get back to you in some way. Uh, but I just wanted to tell you, Josh, that uh, I love you. I appreciate you. Uh, I hope you have a great birthday. And I, I hope you get some roadhead or a hand job or whatever it is you're into, buddy. Uh, cheers. Happy birthday. Muscle Man said, happy birthday, Barry. No, it's not my birthday, Muscle Man 85, if that is your real name. It's not my birthday. It's Josh Fernandez's birthday. And he's not even here. Uh, start with a J, finish with a Z. Happy birthday. Let's go. Barry's birthday's in May, Muscles. That's right. Uh, that shot was half full. Kiss my ass, Reyes. That was a whole ass man shot. You hear me? Do you hear me? All right, so happy birthday to Josh Fernandez. Must appreciate it. Oh, man. All right. Uh, damn. Time is it? 3.07? Um, we got our sports headlines out of the way. Do we want to talk a little more sports? Even though the guy said last call for fantasy baseball. Winners get Amazon gift cards. Um, shit, I got to get in on that, Steven. Did you send the link? Did you, did you send me the link? Did you post the link? 
Post a linkage, man. Is it in the Discord? I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to look at it tomorrow or this weekend if I have time. Uh, CC said, hey, Steven, the weather guy, is rain going to hold off tomorrow? Golf tourney's at 9. That's a that's a good question. I got lawn, uh, lawn shit to do tonight and tomorrow. It's supposed to rain tonight, right? Hourly. Oh, it's going to rain right now. Oh, no, that's Friday. That's Friday. That's Friday. We're good. That's the 10 day. Uh, uh, okay, what the fuck is this? Oh, yep, this is going to rain. Uh, nope. God damn it. Uh, way later tonight. Oh, good. I'll get a little yard work in. Get a little yard work in before final. Uh, sorry, Sweet 16 starts. Actually, when does the Sweet 16 start? 5.30 tonight, right? Well, maybe I won't get any yard work done. Uh, but it is, it's 95% chance of rain in spring CC on Friday. So I'm guessing it's probably going to rain where you're at. All sunny on Saturday, rain on Sunday. So there you go. All right. Um, let's get to, let's talk some serious sports. We've been kind of silly and fun for the first hour. Um, 39 more until my birthday. Uh, I want in there. Yeah. Watch out. Eric Resendez is good at this shit. Don't, if you let him in, make sure he has to draft at a handicap. Like he can't look at the screen when he picks. Uh, oh, okay. Trying to get eight to play. Trying to get to eight players. We can't even muster up enough for eight teams. What is wrong with you guys? What's wrong with you deckheads? Nobody likes baseball, I guess. I don't know. I guess I got to do a better push at it. House says I suck at fantasy. Well, that only took you three years to admit. <laughs> um, no, we're not going to talk NFL free agency. I want to talk to you about one Cameron Eugene. I don't even know if that's his name. Cam Newton. I moved my whole place to storage yesterday, and I let uh, out a sound every time I stand. Yeah, that's funny. Haven't seen the rules on point system. <clears throat> I want to talk about Cam Newton. Cam threw at the Auburn Pro Day. And Cameron uh, Eugene Bartholomew Franklin Newton said that there are not 32 quarterbacks better than him in the NFL. Is that true? Is that true? Well, first things first, uh, shout out to Dr. Dre on 290 for this little gem. I don't think he made it, but it's still hilarious and he tweeted it. And you should follow Dr. Dre on Twitter at Dr. Dre on 290. Uh, he's a fun follow and he will give you the business. So be careful. If he knows what he look, what you look like, he's going to fuck with you, but it's funny. So he's worth a follow. Go follow Dre on Twitter. Uh, at Dr. Dre on 290. But this is what he tweeted out, and it said, um, why is Cosby on here? Well, <laughs> well, that's Deshaun Watson. Uh, Dre said, tread lightly. What? What? I, what? I, you're a good follow. On Twitter, what? Me? Tread lightly or the people? Like, I'm, what? Like, I'm trying to give you your props, famo. CC said, yes, he will. Yeah, he will dog shit you all day. He don't care. Uh, but this is what he tweeted out. Cam Newton making a comeback. There ain't 32 guys better than me. The 32 guys that are better than him. And what <laughs> I didn't even notice 
until just now that Cosby was on here. But I love that Kyler Murray. <laughs> That's what made me laugh the most was that. And then they had uh, this one where they put, okay, probably not. And then down here, uh, 1 p.m. games only for Kirk Cousins. Hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. Dre said tread lightly with Dre. Yeah. If you follow him on Twitter, tread lightly for sure. I thought you meant me. I was like, I didn't, I wasn't dogging you. Uh, he draws too much attention to be a backup in the league, and there's no future with him as a starter. Eh. Most QBs in the NFL and the XFL and USFL are better than Cam. No. But this is fucking, it's hilarious. So you've got, um, <laughs> you got, this one says minus Hackett. Uh, I'm trying to zoom in on this bad boy. Can we see? No. See, I hate when Twitter does that. They, they screw it all up. Heck yeah. Uh, heck yeah. So smoking gunner just reset. <laughs> Rob just resubscribed for 13 months. Thank you, Robert Arocha. He said no skills mills on that list. Fuck no. Why would you have skills mills on the list? Huh? Cosby replaced Deshaun. Yes. Yes. That is correct. Cosby replaced Deshaun. Uh, that's that's accurate. Uh, Kyler Murray's way down here. They have notes about Kirk Cousins and I don't even know who the fuck that is. That's Sam Howe. And uh and a note minus Hackett for uh um uh why am I blanking? Oh it's Oh my God. I so I hate this so much. I get so bad with names. I was talking to this about this on Wichita I was, uh, radio. I was like, I'm so bad with names. And in this business, you're not supposed to be. Russell Wilson. I don't know why I couldn't think of Russell Wilson. It just happens. Uh, but yeah, where is, uh, oh, I guess this is the, no, I don't, I don't know. I don't see Davis Mills on here. Is, no, that's not enough. Is that, a, that's not enough neck, is it? I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Boy, Geno Smith's got him a nice little neck, too. Let's not uh let's not act like Davis Mills is the only one with a long ass neck. Look at look at some of these necks on this. God damn, is that Ryan Tannehill? He's got Ryan Tannehill's got him a neck too. Um, I guess they went ahead and put CJ Stroud and Bryce Young in in, in their places. Uh Derek Carr's got a got a long neck. Geno Smith has a long ass neck. Dak is Dak's got a thick Dak's neck looks like uh Dak like it, your neck shouldn't be the same width as your face. If that's the case, you're fat, but Dak's not fat. He's just that's weird. Um Cosby looks so happy too, by the way. All right, so there you go. They put Aaron Rodgers with the Jets. It's hilarious. BOD's 32 best necks in the NFL. I like it. I like it. That'd be a good list. That'd be a good list. Here's my list. All right. Here's my list. Judge how you want to judge. And I will admit, I will freely admit, I tweeted this out to a, uh, Felix, who's on Aaron Wichita, the guy that does radio that I, I do the call in with every week. And he had tweeted out of this photo of the projected 23 uh, 2023 starting quarterbacks, and he's like, yeah, Cam's not better than anyone on this list. And I was like, you're a goddamn lie. And uh, I made my list. Now, I will admit my list started with Mac Jones because I was just going in order, and he was like, bro, 
Cam Newton's not better than Mac Jones. Mac Jones had Matt Patricia as his offensive coordinator, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, mm, that's a good point. I'll give him, I'll give him that. I'll, I'll acquiesce on Mac Jones just because Matt Patricia was his quarterback last year, and it was bad. But the rest of these, the only name on this list that you could have a legitimate chance of convincing me that is better than Cam Newton would be Andy Dalton. That's it. That's it. That's the only name on this list. I would take Cam Newton over Kenny Pickett, over Davis Mills, or a rookie quarterback right now, Gardner Minshew, Ryan Tannehill. Are you fucking serious? Give me Cam Newton over Ryan Tannehill every day of the week. Sam Howell, uh, Jordan Love, Desmond Ritter, Andy Dalton, like I said, I was 50-50, and Baker Mayfield. Baker's trash. Baker is trash. So, yeah, it may not be 32 names that are better than uh, Cam Newton, but his point was there's 32 jobs in the NFL. There ain't 32 guys that are better than me right now in the sport, and I would agree with him. If you're, you know, any of these teams with these names that you see on here, now I'll 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 exclude the 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 teams with picks one and two. I'll exclude the Panthers and the Texans because, you know, they're going to get rookies and they're going to start over, and that's just how you do it. So you could you could take those off the list, but I I would you know. Better than? Is Bryce Young going to come in and be better than Cam Newton right away? Probably not. C.J. Stroud? Maybe not. Davis Mills? Definitely not. Give me Cam Newton over Davis Mills every day of the week. And some of these other cats, right? Like, I've seen Jordan Love. No thanks. I've watched Ryan Tannehill. No thanks. Uh, Titan Hugo said Pickett will take a step forward this season. Will he? Will he? Will he? Like, what... What makes you think that, believe that, and say that, Titan Hugo? What what empirical evidence do you have that he'll take a step forward? Or is this just a hunch? Like, you don't know, but I'm just telling you, these guys that should have more uh, buzz about them that don't, is there's a reason. There's no name on this list that's going to surprise anybody and end up being a a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Not that Cam is either. And I, I want to point out as we discuss this, I'm not suggesting to you that Cam Newton is a great quarterback or even a good quarterback at this point. He's past his prime. But for people to say, ah, just like in Dre's tweet, the 32 guys that are better than him. And in the original tweet where I got this list, here's a list of all 23 projected starting quarterbacks, or 2023 projected starting quarterbacks. Uh, are all of these guys better than Cam? And I, no. And there's my list. There's guys that I would, t- I would take Cam before any of those names on that list that you see. That's just me. Does that mean it makes them a better team? Better than those options? Yeah. Does it make them good? No, not necessarily. Come on, really? You want Gardner Minshew as your starting quarterback, or do you want Cam Newton? It doesn't make any sense to me to say otherwise. Titan Hugo said Dobbs was the best QB last year for the Titans. That ain't saying much either. Just happy Daniel Jones didn't make this list for once. <laughs> yeah, well, you're. It was Todd. I ain't gonna lie. I typed it out, and then I was like, Nah. 
even though my hatred for Daniel Jones, and I don't know why I hate the dude. I just don't like his game. I just don't think he's, I think he's overhyped. I think he was overpaid for sure. I was like, stop it. Um, I just, yeah, you know, but I deleted it. I was like, Daniel Jones is, nah, I would definitely take Daniel Jones over Cam Newton. But that's my point. Like, you know, you just have to evaluate it on these individual names. Would you take Cam Newton over Kenny Pickett? Yeah. Cam Newton over Davis Mills? Fuck yeah. And the list goes on. So, Daniel Jones looks like Eli Manning using the pretty Snapchat filter. <laughs> I think you're undervaluing Eli Manning at that point. Unless you're just literally talking about looks. Jim said, save that Daniel Jones bullet for another day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Dobbs is back in Cleveland. <sighs> Watson barely get his shit together because Dobbs is Watson barely get a shit better. Get his shit together because Dobbs is right behind him. Okay. You guys, Titan Hugo's drunk. I mean, I know Titan Hugo drinks. I know you're a drinker. Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Come on, fam. Snap out of it, Titan Hugo. Jen, what? Oh, Jen, no. Jen, delete that. Let me delete that for you. Let me delete that that comment, that follow-up comment, Jen. Let me delete that for you. I agree, Titan Hugo. You guys aren't seriously up in this chat trying to convince people that Dobbs is nipping at the heels of, of Deshaun Watson. I mean, you understand Watson missed almost two years, maybe more. No, it was, uh, he was out a whole year, no, two years almost. Like, bro, that's, that's why his numbers sucked. He hadn't played, he hadn't seen live rounds. There's no way on this earth other than the fact that Deshaun Watson would be 58 years old and Dobbs would still be 24, that he could be better than Deshaun Watson. Period. End of story. No way. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. He'll push Watson since Brissett is gone. He won't push him, though. That's just it. They didn't pay. They're not paying Deshaun Watson $230 million guaranteed. What was his contract? Was it $230? Uh, spot track. Watson, Deshaun. Uh, yeah, they didn't pay him $230 million guaranteed to let Dobbs nip at his heels. It's not happening. It's just not happening. If you were going to tell me that the, that, the, that the Browns had, you know, fucking traded for, I mean, dude, there's, there's not a whole lot of quarterbacks in this league that would be nipping at, at Deshaun Watson's heels. Jared Taylor said, Barry defending Watson was definitely not on my 2023 bingo card. I'm not defending the man off the field, okay? I'm not doing that. You guys know me better than that. What I am telling you is that on the field, as a player, Deshaun Watson, when not rusty after a two-year layoff, is one of the top five to six quarterbacks in the, in the National Football League, period. End of story. I mean, let's be honest. 
at his at his before he stopped playing for the Texans, and then we all found out that he was a, a creepy some bitch. Deshaun Watson was a top five quarterback in the NFL. I mean, I'm looking at the list right now. You're seeing it on your screen. Who who would be as good or better than Deshaun Watson? Who would you take above Deshaun Watson? Josh Allen. I, a lot of you are going to be, yeah, well, I don't know. Let's compare interceptions because running-wise, push. Arm-wise, Josh has a slight advantage, but he's also a gunslinger and makes more mistakes. So, yeah, Tua, no. Jones, no. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Russell Wilson, not anymore. Not anymore. Two, three years ago, probably be up there on that top five list. Mahomes, yes. Garoppolo, no. Justin Herbert, maybe. So there's three. Allen, Rodgers, and Herbert. And Mahomes, sorry, four. And Allen is uh, 50-50. Lamar Jackson, I don't think he's better than Deshaun Watson. <clears throat> Skills-wise? Huh. Deshaun Watson, I think, is a, is a, is a better passer than Lamar Jackson. Uh, Mills, no, Minshew, Lawrence, Tannehill, Pickett, and, and Burrow. Maybe Joe Burrow. Prescott, no. Jones, no. Jalen Hurts, I'm sorry, Philly fan, but no. How Murray, Stafford, Purdy, Smith, no, 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 no. Fields, Goff, Love, Cousins, Ritter, Dalton, Carr, and Mayfield. No, no, fucking no, no. I mean, there's just not that many quarterbacks that I think are a lot are better as are better. I shouldn't say as good because I would say Josh Allen and and is like what Watson is at his peak. That's damn good. And angry uh, Amish said, I would say hurts now. I don't know. I would put Deshaun Watson. I think Deshaun Watson is a better passer than Jalen Hurts. I mean, overall effectiveness, we could argue. Right? Like, I mean, because it's hard to stop um, Jalen Hurts. And Hurts has only done it for one year like he's done it. Had Watson not taken that time off and, and you know, just played, I really think John Watson would be one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL, hands down, no question. Now it's just a good, fun sports debate because we don't know. Um... So, yeah, I mean, we can pull up stats and whatnot. Um, Angry Amish said, but he did. But he did what? Oh, I, Angry Amish said, we don't know if he'll get it back. That's true. That's true. I'm basing it on the fact that he does because he's still young. Uh, Sean said he missed a lot of football. I wouldn't be surprised if he never gets it back. I think he will. I think he will. He's still young. How old is Deshaun Watson? Let's see. Deshaun Watson. 27. Yeah, he'll get it back. He'll get it back. Um, oh, that's funny. Four hours ago, NFL owners reportedly resent the contract the Browns gave Deshaun Watson. I bet they resent it, too, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I bet they resent it, too, if we're just being honest. Let's look at Watson's stats. <clears throat> just just real quick. Just, just humor me, chat. Just humor me. First game, uh, he started six games and played in seven in 2017. So, I mean, you can't really. He had 19 touchdowns and eight interceptions before he got injured. 
Uh, he went 26 and nine in 2018. Started 16 games, played in 16 games, 4,000 yards. Um, yeah, had a had a QBR of 61. He was third in rookie of the year. That was missing half a season. That's crazy. Uh, had a 103.1 rating. Ridiculously good. Was sacked a lot. Uh, 2019, he played in 15 games, 3,852 yards. Uh, had 26 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. Uh, 2020, played in 16 games, 4,823 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And that's when he decided, fuck playing for the Texans. I don't want to do this anymore. Led the league in yards, yards per average, and yards per uh, pass completion. It's crazy. And then, of course, he had the two years off. He missed 2021 and almost all of 2022. Played six games. Uh, let's see what his averages were. Eh, not great. Not great. Rusty, 79 rating, 38.3 QBR. But he'll be back. Yeah, Angry Amish said that was without Hopkins. Yeah. Deshaun Watson's really good at football. A terrible human being, allegedly. Eh, I'll fuck the allegedly. A terrible human being. <laughs> uh, Dick Willie said Deshaun Watson has a career record of 31 and 29. Yeah, but the Texans are fucking awful, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hang that on him. I, I don't I don't that that's fine. I mean, it, I blame Bill O'Brien for Deshaun Watson's record, not Deshaun Watson. I mean, for God's sakes, he had 4,800 yards passing, 33 touchdowns. And seven interceptions. Yeah. You think that's his fault that they fucking went 4-12? What else can the man do? What, is he going to go out and fucking play linebacker? Remember how awful that fucking offense was? Awful. I mean, defense? Awful. So, no. I'm not blaming Deshaun Watson for that record. I'm not blaming Deshaun Watson for going 4-12. and He went 10-5 and and 11-5 and as a starter after his rookie season. Then all of a sudden, he just forgot how to play, having the best year of his career? No, fam. That's defense and coaching, baby. All day, er day. All day, er day. Hey, uh, be in and thank you for the resale. <laughs> 11 months. Oh, my God. That's almost a whole ass calendar. Matthew Stafford is a top five QB, too. No. No. I didn't blame him for his record. I just said I don't see him winning in Cleveland. Okay. Sometimes good quarterbacks just don't win where they're at, though. Sometimes. Not all the time. Not often. Over assumptionjunction.com. Uh, you don't get 33 touchdowns and seven interceptions being a shit QB. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Jim. I appreciate you. Yeah. I mean, that's why I say I, Deshaun Watson is, you know, one of the better quarterbacks in football. I just, I, I think the numbers bear that out. And had Heck he not yeah. taken that year and a half or whatever off, I think we'd still be saying that. Uh, especially out of his bad shit. Uh, Heels, thank you for the resub. <laughs> Heels just resubscribed for 10 whole ass months. I don't know if you know this, Heels, but that's more than nine. Good job, buddy. 
Thank you. Uh, good football players play good football. John Madden, probably. Smart. Smart. Peels is a goddamn genius. I hope he gets it back selfishly. He's on my dynasty team. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, over assumption junction. I know. Totally agree. Biggest loser still a show, or is that mean now? What? I don't know what that means. You're right. He's a horrible person. He can sling the fuck out of a football. Ball. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think people are putting the personal shit with his football, which is two different things. That's my point. That's my point. I mean, I think all of you that know me well enough that have been listening to me for years or following me on this show for years know how I feel about shit like that. I mean, it was evident. I, we talked about it on this show. I had people from uh, shelters. It was a very unpopular thing for some folks. Uh, we lost followers on this show. We lost viewers on this show because I stood up for women instead of Deshaun Watson or instead of just... Uh, being like, let's just wait and see. So I think everybody knows how I feel. But at the same time, I try to be a big enough person to separate the two. And I think that Deshaun Watson on the field is one of the better quarterbacks in football. Off the field, one of the worst human beings in football. This is it. Uh, I mean, Watson is like Will Smith, Barry. Some people are done. Uh, I don't get that. Did Vic struggle after coming back? That's a good question, Spoon. Let's go look. Watson left and the team didn't drop off. That says a lot. They were equally bad with or without him. They didn't drop off because they, they were still a shitty football team overall. I mean, the, the defense has been shitty, bro. Been shitty. And continues to be shitty. That's why there was no drop-off. I mean, there was, but how the fuck... You, how are you going to lose more than four games? Just being awful. Uh, have y'all seen the Aaron Judge burger? No. Uh... Somebody brought that. Evil Death brought it up. It's made of two uh, Wagyu patties, cheese, pickles, onions, and a secret sauce. Costs $19.99, and only 99 of them will be made at each home game. That's crazy. That's crazy. On the field, Ben Roethlisberger was great for most of his career. Off the field, his nickname was Rapeless Burger. Yeah, exactly. Two different things. Two different things. Um, With all of them like Bill Cosby's. I mean, Watson is like Will Smith. Yeah, I don't get that dick, Willie. I don't understand that. With all of them, like Bill Cosby as well. I don't know what that means. So let's look up Mike Vick. Because Spoon brings up a good question. Did Mike Vick struggle when he came back? I'm pretty sure he did. Michael Vick? Damn it. Uh, Pro football reference. Put that on my chair. Michael Vick's record was 61-51-1. and one. Uh, missed season violation of league personal conduct policy, missed season violation of league personal conduct policy. So he came back, he was left in 2006, his last year in the, uh, before all the violations. So he was with Atlanta yards. He had 24, 74 and 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. 
Uh, and remember, this isn't in the past happy era either. But uh, then after that, he had uh, 12 games. He started one. That's weird. And then he came back, started in 12 games, 13 and 10, went 8 and 3, 7 and 6, 3 and 7. 3,000, 3,300, 2,300, uh, 21 and 6, 18 and 4, 12 and 10. So he had 12, they, he played in 12 games. That's weird. Hold on, that doesn't make sense. It says games played 12, games started one. It was 6 of 13, so. I don't know how they I don't know. That's a that's a weird stat, but it looks like once he was officially back 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 he was fine. Really no drop off if you ignore 2009, which is a weird anomaly. But he comes back as a starter in Philly. Now he had a year of practice, he had a year of, you know, scout team, he had a year of all that shit. In 2009, when he only played in the one game. Or, I don't know, completed 6 of 13. I don't know. I don't know what the story is there. Um, Yeah. But his numbers look good. So. um, Dick Willis said, and now it makes the Aaron Judge burger. That's funny as fuck. As fuck. Yankees got a California burger. <laughs> oh, that is weird. Yeah. I even said I thought he balled when he got back. Well, apparently he did. Save for the one season when he played in 12 games, started one, and was 6 of 13 for 86 yards. I don't know. That's weird. Um, but, yeah, after that, it looks like he balled out for a couple years and then just slowly father time caught up with him, as is, as is the case. They had those special packages with Vic, if you remember. Wasn't it Young and him? Oh, that's right, Spoon. It was somebody. I don't know if it was Young, but... Yeah, they would run him out there. It was weird. It was super weird. But he came the year he came back, he was better than any other year he had played in Atlanta. That's really, really weird. His two best years were in Philly, and it was after his two-year suspension. So maybe that's the trajectory Deshaun Watson's on. I don't know. Um, Grinding up Wagyu seems like a waste of good beef. Am I wrong? Rob, our resident um, barbecue expert, said probably from Wagyu brisket trimmings. There you go. Prison diet got him going. <laughs> Vic was better when he came back. I already read that. Uh, but that's Andy Reid effect. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So there you go. Um, yeah. All right. 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 What was that? Uh, that was DJ Jimmy, right? Wasn't that DJ Jimmy? It's Jimmy. I said, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, DJ Jimmy. All right. No, damn it. Because that was part of where they at, right? Where they at, who? Oh, that was such a... And lift your rump, put a hump in your back, and lift your rump. Do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Do it, baby. Stick it. Boy, that shit was jamming back in the day. Where they at, girl? Where they at, girl? God damn, that was jamming back in the day. It still jams. Oh, so good. 
Oops, is your hat? Where's that, girl? Oops, oops, is your hat? Where's that? What? Andre 5,000. What? Andre 3,000. What? What? No. There was a song. It was a New Orleans rapper. It was a bounce era. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. I, I swear it was DJ Jimmy. Uh, it might it was it might have been juvenile, but I'm pretty sure it was DJ. Uh, oh, everything is all right. No, it's not it. What the fuck is this? Sincere official. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Luda, it's all right. No, I'm all right. No, DJ Jimmy. Mm. I don't remember. Jen knows what I'm talking about. Right, Jen? Yeah, we're going to start this shit. All right. We got DJ Jimmy in the house tonight. Yeah, Jen said these kids ain't hip. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. I thought it was Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> oops, is your hat? Where's that, girl? Oops, oops, is your hat? Where's that? God, I wish we could play it. Fuck. Shit. Oh, that would be so nice. It's Jimmy. That shit was the jam back in the You know what? Fuck it. Fuck it. You guys, we're going for it. Fuck it. Three. Four. God damn. Fucking shit was amazing. <sighs> All right, I'm going to download it. I don't give a fuck. We're going to play it. Come on. The J, the I, the M, the I. All right. Uh, where's my little thingy thingy? The shut up. Y'all can't hear it. I'm jamming in my ear, boy. Fucking jamming. Show prep. Okay. Here we go. These youngsters don't know about this. I'm telling you. Hey. A witty at ho. A witty at ho. I love the fucking. Uh, the video was good too. Hold on. Oh, what the fuck? Oh shit. Oh, here's the video. Y'all wanna watch the video? Yeah, we need the whole video, right? Yeah, we need the whole video. We're gonna watch it together, class. We're gonna educate you. Us old us old heads are gonna educate y'all. Okay? That's what we're gonna do. We're gonna educate y'all. What is going on here? Probably gonna get a strike. It's okay. I'm doing it for the people. I'm doing it for the people. We're gonna jam on this together. I remember this song now. Holy shit, Ivan said. Yeah. What did Dre say? Do it, baby. Yeah, I do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Do it, baby. No data found. Fuck you. Bullshit. Let's see, Barry on deck, show prep, Twitter, YouTube download. Fuck you mean no. No, kiss my ass. Better play that shit. Better put some water on that shit. Mm. We got a mellow fellow in the house tonight. Hey, 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 let's go. All right, it downloaded. Oh, it's about to be on now. I can't believe I'm going to get my first copyright strike on Twitch for this shit. Oh, it's 
going to be glorious. You guys ready? Um, let me see. Templates. Generic. Reproduce that. You youngsters are about to get a goddamn education in the greatest uh, New Orleans bounce music of all damn time. This is not what I wanted. Fuck. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's not going to be pretty, but it's going to work. Here we go. All right, you guys ready? You guys ready? Are you ready? Crank it up, ladies and gentlemen. Turn up the speakers. Turn up your headphones. Get ready, because we're going to start this shit off right. Yeah. Mellow fellow in the house tonight. Back in the day. Boy, that shit would start. That shit would start. You'd be on the fucking dance floor like, oh, hell no. Oh, my God. Let's go. Oh my god, are we off the air yet? Let's go! Let's go! Put a hump in your back and lift your rump. Put a hump in your back and lift your rump. Put a hump in your back and lift your rump. I do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it. That shit is jamming, boy. I do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it, stick it, baby, do it. Shake that body, girl. Shake, shake, shake that body, girl. If you don't like this, you probably don't like puppies. Shake, shake that body, girl. Nuns. It must be your stamps, cause it ain't your face. Yeah, it must be your stamps, cause it ain't your face. It must be your stamps, cause it ain't your face. It must be your food stamps. You are ugly, bitch. Stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it. I stick it, baby, do it. I do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it, baby, do it, baby, stick it. I stick it, baby, do it. Pop, pop that thing, girl. Club Kokomo's in this bitch. Oh, they got a white girl in the video? I didn't even know they had a white girl in the video. The J, the I, the M, the I. Let's go! Jimmy! Oh my god, it's the J. A witty head girl, a witty head girl, a witty Y'all know about this. A witty head girl, y'all know about this. Look, he's done switched outfits. A witty head girl. Hey, come on. Oops, is your head, where's that girl? Oops, oops, is your head, where's that? Ball head, hoe. Oops, is your head, where's that girl? Oops, 
so great. Hey, uh, says, is this the real Barry on deck anthem? No! God, it's so good. This really does remind me of Kokomo's. It's so simple. It's like such a simple beat. Hit me! Oh my god! That's just that flashback right there. That just takes me all the way back. My god. That takes me back to Club Kokomo's. When I was the only white dude in the whole place. And uh, most people would pick on me. <laughs> God, that was the shit back in the day. Look, look at Spoon, DJ Jimmy greater than Lil Yachty. Yeah, by a long shot. What the fuck? It's not even close. It's not even close. Like, uh, And you know what's funny is there was about five or six songs that all came out in that bounce era. And they all sounded the same. You had no idea who was who. You had no idea who was who. But they were dope. Like, you had DJ Jimmy, but then you had, like, Juvenile was a bounce. He started off, bounce for the Juvenile, bounce for the 17th, bounce, baby, bounce, bounce, bounce. Like, yeah, you had, the bounce era was crazy because it was so simple. Like, musically, scale of a 10 is a 3. But fuck it, jam. Boy, you get that shit going in the club. Oh. <sighs> Dick Willie said, what was the song name? Um... It is called, uh, what is it called? I want to say it's called The Bounce. Oh, Where are They At? Yeah, 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 Where are They At? Yeah, so it's called Where are They At? Oh, because he also has one called The Bounce. Yeah. Yeah, see, he's got Bounce for the Juvenile. <laughs> so good. God, it's so good. Bounce hasn't stopped, Barry. I know. I mean, like, I stopped listening to Bounce. I get it. Bounce hasn't stopped. I understand, Amos. I, I get that. That's like saying, like, you know, I don't listen to country, but country hadn't stopped. I get it. <laughs> CC said, I mean, he only said it for 160. Where they at, ho? Where they at, ho? Yes, DJ Jimmy, where they at? That is correct, sir. That is correct. In fact, I guess I could have posted the link in the chat for you. Oh, no, that's uh, DJ Jimmy Bounce. Went in. Oh. Do you want the whole video like I just showed you? Uh, or do you just want the... So good. Oh, God. Amazing. All right. That took me, that took me back. My goodness, that took me back. All right. Let's look at the chat. Uh... Yeah, uh, if we don't play that at the very, uh, very uh, VID watch party, I'm shaking some tables. We're not gonna have a DJ, so it's gonna be Final Four. But I'll, I'll put it on my phone. I'll just, I'll just play it out in the air. Fuck it. Uh, you can mix bounce music all night and never skip a beat. That's true, DJ Maddie. That is a hundred percent true. Dre said that song reminds me of Nasty Nate of the times he was turning tricks at school. <laughs> Uh, my shit was buttermilk biscuits by Sir Mix a lot. Buttermilk biscuits was fucking stupid. Um, I mean, if we're gonna go Sir Mix a lot, the the greatest Sir Mix a lot song of all time is Posse on Broadway. 
by far. I don't give a shit how bad your speaker system was in your car. When when you played, you could have them, you know, I got six by nines with my Craco, but it's got the built-in EQ. You would turn up the bass and turn down the treble, and you'd run it to 15 six by nines in the back or however many you had, or you'd get one of them little boxes that was just the box, and I would put that shit in my back seat so I couldn't get nobody a ride. I didn't have an EQ. I finally stole an EQ from my stepdad and put it in the car. And it was a fucking, I swear to God, it was like a home EQ, but I still used it. And oh, bro, when that posse on Broadway hit, oh, is the only song that made your car sound like you could win a a stereo contest, a booming system contest. It was just the perfect, perfect bass resonance. It was unbelievable. Uh, I think we found a song worse than the birthday song, said Nasty Nate. Hey, Nasty Nate, how about you jump on my butt and fight for air, huh? How about you do that? That's way better than whatever bullshit you had thrown out. Uh, Ruin said, damn, coming into this brings back school memories, Right? That's just like right in the prime of high school, man. Unbelievable. Uh, so Andre 3000 pulled inspiration from the song for Hey Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, I guess. Is this Take Your Dog for a Walk? No, Cece, that wasn't Take Your Dog for a Walk. But like in that beat, that bounce era, Amos, which one? I know Amos knows. Amos, which song was it? It was a bounce song. It might have been Juvenile, but they would they would do that. They'd be like, all right, 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 all right. And it was like this build up. I don't remember, but it wasn't Andre 3000. It wasn't him. Brian Pettis said, I got in trouble today for being two minutes late and they wrote me up. Randomly, I'm sorry for you, buddy. That sucks. And he also said, Mary, which... I kind of hate you now. I mean, I kind of hate you that you literally called me Mary. Mary, I got in trouble today for being two minutes late. Well, now I'm glad they wrote you up. I mean, now you called me Barry. Now I'm glad they wrote you up. I, I kind of hope um, I kind of hope they dock your pay like four bucks, just four dollars. Not a lot. Not a lot. But you called me Mary. So I kind of hope that, uh, yeah, you lose four bucks off your check. And I'm glad they wrote you up. Donna said new intro music. Ah, fuck, I wish. Wouldn't that be great? Oh. Uh, it wasn't 92. I thought it was 91-ish, but it might have been 92. It was that, it was that, I mean, obviously it was around that time. Let's see, DJ Jimmy. Where are they at? Uh, discography. I love that they have the lyrics. Like, did you really? Oh, it was 92. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I love that they have the lyrics. Like, you really fucking needed someone to write the lyrics down. This, this, you really needed somebody to write down the lyrics to, uh, where they at ho, where they at ho. Do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Duh. Do it, baby. Stick it, baby. <laughs> You didn't need the lyrics. Uh, but that was the dirt. They also had the dirty version. Pop that pussy and shake that ass. There you go. All right. Uh, God, I wish we could have that as intro music. Oh, I so wish we could have it. Y'all don't even know how, how happy I would be. 
Uh, you could mix. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, okay. Where are they at? T.I., where are they at? They're like 10 people get that song. Don't know what that is. Played at Kobo's. I wish. I wish. I wish. Posse on Broadway. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My first cause single was Tone Lokes fucking Cole Medina. Okay. The first time my dad ever caught me listening to Back That Ass Up, my dad made me listen to it with him in the truck. Then questioned me on what the lyrics meant. I was embarrassed. <laughs> That is so funny. Oh, fuck, Jared. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. Uh, Jared Taylor, man, better than getting caught with Jerky Boys or Eddie Murphy. Oh, true that. True that. That Where They At song is going to replace it on the corner doing dope. No, but I wish. Two 12s in the Civic. Yeah. Well, I didn't have two 12s. I had six by nines. <clears throat> I had two six by nines and a Volcano 15. I didn't even have the 15. <sighs> Play album bounce for the juvenile uh, for the juveniles of the song. Oh, is it? Let's see. Album uh, bounce for the juvenile. But is that the all right? Yeah, that's, let's see. Yeah, I couldn't find it. Um, plus, he was saying the N-word a lot, and I don't allow that on this show. Got any time for a film session on 6-9? Did they have the video? Wow. Uh, Dick Willie said, do you remember your first CD instead of a cassette tape? No, I don't remember who it was. It might have, Dre, you might be right. It might have been The Chronic or Snoop Dogg. You might be right. One of the two. Um, Oh, same album, Bounce for the Juvenile song. Yeah, I didn't hear it on there, but that was, yeah, I don't know. All right, uh, let's get to, let's see, sports. Thanks for letting me dance for you guys. That was fun. Got that out of the way. All right, this is a little sports, non-sports crossover. And I think this is a conversation we need to have. By the way, don't forget, uh, coming up in about 15 minutes, Joel Blank going to join me uh, talking all things, everything NBA with you guys. Um, if you have questions in the chat, you can ask Joel by putting hashtag ask the hammer. And uh, he will answer your NBA questions. No problemo. Right. So let's see. Yeah, cool. I still have ask the hammer there. Awesome. Okay, um, so I saw this post, this article cross my timeline feed, and well, let me just read you the headline for what it says. Vegas brothel workers are offering a new Vegas Raiders quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, sex for life. Two different workers, in fact. Uh, one of them is Caitlin Bell, who not only works at the Bunny Ranch, but she's also a porn star. The other is 
friend of the show, well, ex-friend of the show, Alice Little, who we've had on this show a couple of times. We had on the usual suspects back in the day when Robert Kraft was a dirty, dirty man, allegedly. And we had Alice Little on to talk about the sex work industry. Uh, so these two ladies, Alice Little, Caitlin Bell, um, they both work, ply their trade, it says, at the chicken ranch brothel. Uh, Caitlin Bell said, I, uh, oh no, yeah, 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 this is her, hold on. Uh, I almost fainted when I heard Jimmy sign with the Raiders. He deserves free sex just for joining our team, but he gets free sex for life from us just because he's such a legit babe. And then, uh, Alice Little said... Jimmy brought the Niners to the Super Bowl, and he could do the same for the Raiders. The next big game is in Vegas, so I'm going to go all the way to inspire Jimmy to go all the way. Uh, here's the problem. Offering this, you know what this is? This is the equivalent of the, the, the offering Jimmy Garoppolo free sex is like offering um, Jeff Bezos a discount when he shops at your store or or allowing him to shop for free. He don't need your Virginia, Caitlin Bell. He doesn't need your pity sex, Alice Little. He's Jimmy. Look at the man. This man is not struggling to have sex with hot women. So you two whores coming in like, oh, I'll bang you for free. How about you get some puss that only 832 dudes have been in this month? Like, fucking no. Jimmy G's like, I'm good, princess. I'm okay. And I guarantee you he's banging hotter women than Caitlin Bell and Alice Little to begin with. Honest to God, when I saw Caitlin Bell, I was like, oh, is this... uh?" Is this trans porn? I mean, I did my research is what I'm saying. And, uh, and it wasn't. It wasn't. But I mean, she's kind of got a manly face. So I was like, no, I don't. This is stupid. You know what? Like, here's the thing. You don't offer free sex to a guy that's this fucking hot. And I'll admit it. I, I would smash. Okay. I would. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, smash. That is so hot. Super hot, dude. Yeah, I said it. Give a fuck. Clip it. I'll delete it. I don't give a shit. You don't offer free sex to a guy that can have sex with just about any chick he wants. You offer free sex to a guy that can't get a date. It's like you don't give free meals and free stuff to rich people. I don't know why they do that. Once you get rich, you get all kinds of free shit. When you're broke, nobody wants to give you a goddamn thing. It makes no sense how that works. And now, apparently, the same thing is true when it comes to a chick's hoo-ha. She's like, I'll, I'll, I'll have sex with Jimmy Garoppolo for free for the rest of his life if he wants to. And he's like, lady, look at me. I'll need your free hoo-ha. You don't do that. What you do is you give it to a guy like Paul McQuisistan. This guy needs free sex, ladies. Caitlin Bell, Alice Little. Do you want to give free sex to a football player in need? 
this fucking guy. This guy. That's who you should be giving free sex to. This this fellow right here, not fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. Does this guy does this guy look like he needs free sex? Fuck no. This guy. This guy a, a flashlight turned this guy down. Like this guy has probably been denied. Like he went to the bunny ranch and they were like, "Oh, are you here to fix the ice maker?" He's like, "No, I'm here to bang somebody." And they were like, "We're closed." What? Sorry, Paul. Come back another lifetime. This is who you give free sex to. Not a, a, an extremely handsome man like fucking Jimmy Garoppolo. He doesn't need your free sex. Sex worker? What? It's ridiculous. Hey, we're gonna give we're gonna give fucking Jeff Bezos a, a three dollars off at the fucking Circle K. What? What? Why? Stupid. Just that's a lady. Seriously, in the chat, how many of you would? Huh? Come on, put a hand up. Ivan, I was trying to think of that name. Oh, <laughs> Odoyle rules. Odoyle rules. <laughs> Drayson, I thought that was the redhead of Michael Connor from 790. Damn. Uh, why do I feel like he's my relation, Spoon says? <laughs> Tony the Answer said, that's total Dallas with a mother with a mullet. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. That's not Juggalo Trey Dick Willie. <laughs> Cece said, I said, ladies, how many of you would? Cece goes, is he rich? Cece. It shouldn't matter, boo-boo. Good Lord. Is that an overweight Undertaker? The Undertaker's not a redhead. <laughs> he'll said, I bet he's hung like a horse. Could be. You know, it's like uh, God makes up for it, right? You, uh, you know, you're not very good in the looks department. He gives you a big dong. Not very attractive. He, he makes you funny. Ways. Let's just move on. He was look up young Undertaker. Uh what? He's no. The Undertaker did, the Undertaker was a redhead? The Undertaker. Did he dye his hair black? Oh, you know what? They they do show some some uh, freckles. The Undertaker uh, the, the, in the '90s, right? Would it be the '90s? Oh, Young Undertaker. Oh wow! Holy shit! He does look like a Young Undertaker. Oh my fucking god! What the fuck? Oh, what on earth? Okay. This is incredible. Uh, this is this is insane, actually. And then who the fuck is this guy? Who the Who the fuck is that guy? All right. Um, wow. I stand corrected. Uh, I stand corrected. The Undertaker does in fact look exactly like this dude 
Come on, fam. Let me let, hold on. Let me save this. I got to do a side by side for this shit. Hold on a damn minute. Hold on a damn minute. Uh, UT. We'll just save it like that. Save it like that. Oh, where they at? Ho. Oh, where they at? Ho. God, I'm never going to stop singing that today. Do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Do it, baby. Stick it. Stick it, baby. Do it. Look, look, look at this. Look, look at this. Look at this. Tell me. Yo, that is, that's crazy talk, folks. You hear me? Crazy talk. He really does look like a young undertaker. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. He does. But I need to know. I need to know what's going on in this one. Oh, shit. There we go. I need to know. Like, I get it. Like, I get it. I get it. Undertaker looks crazy. Who the fuck? Who's the guy in the back? Who is that dude? Why is he so red? His hand does not. Is that supposed to be Jim Cornette? Is he like the next version of Jim Cornette? Is that is that what that is? I don't know who that is. Is he? Uh, yeah, that's that's weird. That's weird. Oh, that's the overtaker. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's fun. That's brother love. No, that's not brother love. Is it? Brother love done changed a lot too, didn't he? Oh wow, that is brother love. Okay. That's so funny. I didn't I didn't realize that was Brother Love. That's my bad. I know that was his manager. I just didn't know his name. That looks like the 90s. Yeah, that's definitely from the 90s. That's not Paul Bearer. Uh oh, what's up, Crystal? Good to see you, sweetie. What's up, Joe? You ready? Joe, where you at? Where you at? Uh all good. Uh, oh, yeah, also gotta do a little. Did I never send it? Fuck. He's right. He's right. I literally have this sitting in my drafts. <laughs> I literally have this fucking email sitting. God dang it, Joel. I done failed you again, man. Hold on. Open call manager. Copy the link. I mean, it's the same link. The link doesn't change. I don't know why. I don't know why you don't just bookmark it, but whatever. But I even made the font uh, readable. Damn it. All right, here we go. Hold on. My bad, Joel. I sure the fuck did get busy. I was like, all right, I'll finish this in a minute when I do show prep. Never sent it. Never sent it. Like a dumbass. All right, Joseph. It's in your inbox. My bad, buddy. I'm an idiot. Too busy. Uh, Joe, you missed it. We were playing, uh, I was playing, uh, DJ Jimmy's, uh, where they at on the show. Probably gonna get a copyright strike with the show's over, but, oh, it was so fun. We were jamming. Is Barry in the white suit? Shut up, Joel! No, that's not me. Just cause he has glasses on and he's fat and he's white and has a widow's peak and a big nose. That's a lot of strikes. 
All right, so yeah, it's ridiculous that they offer free sex to Jimmy Garoppolo. L- ladies, don't offer free sex to uh, dudes that don't need it. Stupid. Stupid. All right, uh, while Joel's logging in, we got about four minutes. I don't want to do that too soon. Real quick, want to tell you guys uh, about a couple of upcoming shows that we have here in Houston. Some of y'all... Obviously, I get it. You live in other cities. Spoon, you can't make it. Jim, you can't make it. I understand. I understand. You guys are off the hook. The rest of you near do wells? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, tickets are on sale now for the comedy night at Hop Scholar. It is going down Friday, March 31st. Come hang out with myself. Billy D. Washington is headlining. And uh, Jesse Saldana is going to uh, be featuring. It's going to be a fun night. This might be the best um lineup we've had at hop scholar so far it's gonna be killer march 31st get your tickets you can find them at barriusfunny.com also don't forget april 1st not an april fool's prank but april 1st at kobo's we got a vid watch party very important deckhead watch party going down it is invite only uh if you are a patreon member you have already received your email i have also posted it on the discord the link you need a password to rsvp every patreon member gets a plus one so use it bring out somebody have some fun hey Celio said he got his tickets the other day dope man i can't wait to see you it's been a couple of shows so it'll be nice um VID Watch Party, April 1st. And lastly, uh, don't forget April 5th. I'm really excited about this. I'm also nervous. I really want to have a good turnout. I really, really want to have uh, a lot of folks come out to this. So April 5th at the Houston Improv. Doors at 6, shows at 7.30. It's the Roast of Houston Sports. Uh, I am excited to tell you so far on the docket is myself, uh, uh, Jesse Payton, Nathaniel Amador. Trey Tutson had to cancel on me, but I'm going to find a fourth comic. But... But I've got commitments from two special guest roasters. One of those guest roasters is a uh, Emmy award-winning writer for Saturday Night Live. T. Sean Shannon going to be in the building. He was with Saturday Night Live for a very, very, very long time. I had T-Sean on this show before, uh, but T-Sean Shannon going to join the roast party at the Roast of Houston Sports, former uh, SNL writer, head writer, and Emmy Award winning. And uh, I already asked him, invited him, and he's, and he's a stand-up comic too. Uh, so I said, do you want to do the roast? He goes, oh, yeah, I'll start writing right now. So how often do you get somebody that writes for Saturday Night Live and want an Emmy doing so? Oh, pretty dope, right? Well, But wait, there's more kids. And I'm doing this for Joel's benefit, too. He's waiting patiently in the green room. Also joining me uh, for the roast of Houston sports, uh, April 5th, along with the names I've already given you. uh, I was talking to one Jonathan Westling about who could we get to come in and be a special guest roaster? And he was like, you know who I think would kill it? Paul Gallant. I was like, really? Paul. He said, yeah, I think Paul Gallant would do a great job. And I was like, well, um, okay. So I invited Paul, and guess what? Paul Gallant is in. <laughs> Paul Gallant of ESPN 97.5 going to be joining us on the Roast of Houston Sports April 5th. He's going to come up and do some time. Uh, Lance Zerline has been invited as well. He has not given me a commitment. I'm looking at Joel in the green room. 
Joel, uh, Joel's going to come up and do about 30 minutes of material for the roast of Houston sports. No, but uh, Lance Erline is still a maybe. It's probably a no. Let's be real. Jo- jo- Joel, you know, he's big league. I mean, he's just, just stringing me along. Uh, but I also reached out. To, yeah, he's got the big head. I reached out to Sean Pendergast. Unfortunately, he wanted to do it, but he's he's got a prior commitment that night uh, for like a contest winner or something. So I have reached out. Have no fear. I've also sent a text to Joseph Blank to see if he would be in the building, and he and he never responded. So, hey, what better way to bring him on the show? Then to call him out. Joining me on the program right now, as he always does, every single Thursday at 4.15 from ESPN 97.5's The Killer Bees. Spent 23-plus years uh, with the Houston Rockets, uh, the, the latter part of that being the director of broadcasting for the Rockets. It's Joel Blank in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Joel? Hello. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Now that I'm, I got a link. That's... And then deflect it. Just go ahead and say, I mean, if you just kept the link from last week. Well, no, because the topics, you didn't even have a chance to click on any of the topics and read anything. I don't know if you know this, because I know you've had some experience doing radio. Yeah. But I've been trained by just completely unprepared co-hosts that I believe in the word organic. I believe that everything should just happen organically. And I believe it happens so much more natural when I don't know the topics and they're just this, thrust upon me to discuss. This is I, I don't know if you've ever heard this philosophy this, before. I've learned it from what? people that I may or may not have worked with. I mean, for, I mean, we, we, you know, for, yeah, I don't, that's a weird, that's a, what a dumb idea. I mean, the dumbest, um, I mean, there's more where that came from, but we don't have that much time. What? Uh, so I need. I need. Uh, are you going to be able to make the roast April fifth? It's a. I'm Wednesday. trying to do it. Yeah, I'm trying to do it. We're trying to get ready for a big family vacation right around that time. But oh, I'm trying nice. to do it. Yeah, I would love to have you. You know, no pressure. Uh, it's just our friendship on the line. It's just like I'm doing all this every week with absolutely just brotherly love as compensation. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, I, I feel like I feel like this is quid pro quo. I mean, have you seen how many TikTok views we got? Forty eight. Come on, fam. I'm not on TikTok, so no, I have not seen that. Well, you're welcome then. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not um, taking off on social media. No, not well. Some of them are, but not on TikTok. It's, TikTok's a weird. Good. I don't want TikTok. Yeah, I don't. I want Twitter, Facebook. That's fine. TikTok is communist. Um, but uh, no, but I appreciate you being here. Would love to have you. And if you can't get it, I understand. I totally get it. It's during the week, number one. Working on it. Um, yeah, but it's gonna be cool. I'm trying to get as many like Jerome Solomon's gonna be in the house. Uh, I'm trying to get him and um Rachel and Holly who do a show also on ESPN on Sundays to maybe do some guest roasting. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. I've got athletes. I'm inviting. Um, so it should be cool. It'll be, it'll be a fun night. And I think people are kind of scared, but I'm like, this is probably just going to turn into a roast of, uh, the comics and each other and like individual athletes and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to be honest with you. I just know it's going to be a fun time. So come if you can. Sounds great. Uh, No, I'm actually trying to get there. Well, uh, all right. Well, we got a lot of basketball to discuss and I sent you a lot of topics no, you didn't. I mean, I did. You thought you did. You thought you did. Yeah. And I got I to gotta pull up the email now that I've sent it and it's not in my drafts. 
Well, I know um, the dickheads always come up with some good questions to save your ass, so. Now, see, it's right there. It's literally an E. You can literally see the damn E right there. Well, there I can see it. On my T-shirt, your somehow it must have been a misprint. You... It is not. It's an I before E. I don't know what happened. <laughs> That's not how that rule works at all. No, um, it was an I before E. There was no C, so they just, oh. someone was winging it, and you got the short your end of the stick. Said, your shirt said, I see dick? What? No, it said Barry on dick, if you really want to be specific. If that's a hobby of yours I wasn't aware of, maybe you should start another podcast. It's not a hobby. Um, Maybe it should be after a horse. That'd be my OnlyFans. That'd be my OnlyFans, Barry on dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's get to some of these topics. We got a lot. We're going to end this with, I want to get your predictions um, on who's going to advance to the Elite Eight. So we'll venture into some college basketball. But let's start with NBA. And let's start with something that happened, I guess, last night. I didn't watch it, but apparently Mark Cuban is pretty upset. He is filing a protest because the Mavs lost to the Warriors on a weird play. If you didn't see it, you kind of got to, it's kind of almost difficult to explain, but um, basically what happened is there was an out-of-bounds play. The ref signaled Golden State ball, but then he signaled timeout and pointed to the Cavs or to the Mavs bench, which also was pointing the opposite way of Golden State. So it looked like he had signaled uh, Mavs ball, but he didn't. He had signaled Warriors ball, then pointed to the Mavs bench. But in the arena, they announced it as Mavs ball. And apparently someone came over and said it, it's y'all's ball after the timeout. They got together during the timeout, the refs did, and discussed it and were like, oh, no, it's it's Golden State's ball. Got it. But they said, Cuban and, and the Mavs team says, well, no one ever told us. So when play resumed, uh, the Warriors were all at one end of the floor. The Mavs were at the other end thinking they were going to get the ball ball in. Uh, Warriors get an easy layup, and they actually lose by that deficit. Did you did you see the play first of all? Uh, did you get a chance to? Yeah, I was watching the game last night, and and it's interesting because unfortunately the way the league works, right or wrong, they don't like to go back and rewrite history. So no matter what was right versus wrong, because Cuban actually says one of the officials said Mavs ball. So in Cuban's tweet, and he sits right there adjacent to the bench, almost literally on a player's lap on the bench every game. And he swears, and he, at least he swears, he tweets that the referee said Mavs ball. Regardless, when you are doing a situational play like that, if you're an official, the last thing you want to do is have something like that happen. And so before you put the ball back in play, you right the wrong or the you, you clear up the confusion and you just go, Dallas, no, it's Golden State's ball. And you allow a few seconds for them to retreat and get back into a defensive position. The fact that Sometimes you get referees that think they're bigger than the game itself decided, hmm, we'll get them here. They're not paying attention. Check the ball in. That's on them. And now I don't know, and I know that there was a pool reporter. I didn't see the quote. I just know that the NBA is going to be hard-pressed to replay that game. And it was a big game because the records were within a game of each other to where that could make a big difference in the playoff standings. But I just don't believe they're going to change what they should change if indeed that stuff happens. Yeah, and I was going to ask you, I had a follow-up for that. Uh, he won't win this. Does he have a beef was the first part of that. Um, do you think that it is a legitimate, after you watched it or saw it, is there a legit argument for, for Mark Cuban? I'm going to say there's a definite possibility that's exactly how it played out. And, and, I, and you know, again, witnesses and everybody and the time to corroborate, corroborate witnesses and, and then trying to figure out how does that 
play into a, a decision by the league. They don't have enough time in the day to get through all that. The teams I don't, you know, you have to see it then on the schedule because we've had these situations happen when I was with the Rockets. Well, are they going to play the Hawks again if it happened against Atlanta because they're an East team? Is there a chance before the end of the season where their schedules are close enough if they don't that you can play four seconds, 12 seconds, or replay in this case would be an extra quarter of a game? Yeah. They're just not going to do that. And that ever... game essentially was more than a two-point game until the very end because at that point, Golden State pulled away in the final minute. So I think that as much as you could say the final score indicated it, you played out the final couple of seconds because you already knew you had the game at hand. Have you ever seen a protest won in your 23-plus years in the NBA? Was there ever? I can't recall one. Has there ever been a protest that has been accepted by the league and then either overturned or replayed i can't recall two okay so uh, to use your one of your phrases don't catch me lying but i believe early in my rockets career there was a time in a game where with like nine seconds to play or something or like you know less than a minute to play we had something controversial happen that was reviewed and then we played the end of a game i want to say before we started another game but that might have been you know, 20 some odd years ago, it might've been in the nineties. I, and don't quote me on that, but I feel like that's happened to us like once when okay. I was with the Rockets. Uh, Dre said, wow, this is an abomination. He must've went and watched the play. It, it was kind of weird. It was kind of like, yeah, it yeah. was weird, but I mean, referees <laughs> already in the NBA, they've got to get total control of a game at all times. And normally they do. Yeah. They put their egos above players a lot of times and that's a problem, but that's something where it's just game control. You got to do a better job. Yeah. Uh, all right. Speaking of um, officiating, and we'll I'll skip to the the third question on that list that I gave you. But speaking of officiating, Monty Williams was upset, uh, called out the officiating against the Suns that just played the Lakers. Um, there was a free throw discrepancy, forty six to twenty in that game. Lakers shot forty six free throws. Suns got twenty. And he said, you know what? I'm sick of this. We got Devin Booker on this side. How do we only get 20, 20, free, 20 free throw opportunities? They have 46. They make 36. They 21 points made difference between the two teams in free throws. And it was an 11-point win uh, for the Lakers. So his point was, we're not getting the calls. Now, you know me, Joel. I'm a stats nerd, so I'm going to start looking shit up. And let me just read you some numbers real quick. Uh, the Suns are 28th in free throw attempts per game uh, in the league. Out of 30 teams, they're 28th at 21 and a half a game. They're also 27th in personal fouls a game at 21. So they've given up like the third or fourth most personal fouls. Uh, they are 29th in opponents free throw attempts per game, which is not good. That means you're the second, uh, your opponent's, there's only one team that, the, whose opponents get more free throw attempts. So they're 29th in that, and they're 19th in opponents' personal fouls per game. Very skewed. I mean, they're literally, when it comes to their free throws, they're one of the worst in the league. And when it comes to opponent free throws, also one of the worst. Um, it's been 11 games since the Suns have had more free throw attempts than their opponent. It goes all the way back to February 26th, and that was by one. 22 to 21. That's okay. a long stretch. Do the Suns have a legitimate beef here? Is there something going on? Because those numbers are pretty skewed. They have a legitimate beef, okay? But then you have to go back and watch each individual game and, and ask yourself, how are the Suns playing? If they're settling for nothing but jump shots, if they're not attacking the basket, if they're not trying to instigate contact by getting into the lane, 
then the referees have nothing to call. Now, if you're going to say that, well, there's a bias because Chris Paul does like to complain a lot and Chris Paul does like to ride the officials quite a bit. And does that factor in? I think the bigger issue, too, is that you've got a guy like Kevin Durant. When he comes back, he forces the action. He, he, will, he will take you to the basket. He will pull up on a dime. He will do the kind of things that Buck Booker can do, but Booker's a jump shooter. Kevin Durant's a guy that, at his size, likes to go and mix it up inside a little bit. He'll, he'll, he'll create contact. He'll do a lot of things. You can analyze it a bunch of different ways, but Phoenix is going about this all wrong. This is an old Phil Jackson tactic where if you use the media as a weapon, then you think it's going to get you the, the, the uh, intended result. It may work for a game or two doing it like this, but the way the Rockets used to do it and the way Daryl used to do it was he'd ring up in a massive Federal Express bill because every single game he'd send 18 plays to the league via Federal Express and say, we got jobbed, we got screwed. But Carol yeah, Dawson would crazy. simply pick up the phone and he would say, you guys got to take a look at some stuff because we're not getting the numbers in our favor to say one thing, but it's actually heavily weighted against us. And then the league behind the scenes says, okay, you handled it the right way. You didn't try and expose us and make us like an object of your anger and your ire. We'll examine it. We'll look into it. But if you do it through the media, you're just pissing everybody off. They may, for the sake of telling the media, see he was all wrong and look at these numbers. They might for a, a game or two kind of actually make a conscious effort to call, you know, a lot more fouls when the Suns have the ball. But it, they went about it the wrong way. And I, I think that they're asking for a little bit of trouble down the road because officials remember this and officials are human. And a lot of times in the playoffs, when you dearly need it to go your way, it could go against you. I think you make a great point. I, I love that because I remember you telling the stories about how Daryl would, you know, send play after play. And I don't remember you talking about Carol Dawson doing that with the Rockets where he would just call. And that makes so much more sense, right? If you fight these battles in public, you're not going to win. Um, unless you're no, and, and, you know, Jackson. Daryl would, I mean, we, we all know the story about after missing the 27 threes in the deciding game against Golden State, Daryl decided that there were like 89 plays that screwed them in that series. And it's like, okay, here's spilled milk. Do you want to drop a tear in it? Because <laughs> it's over, right? And and everybody just made fun of the fact that they're just, and it created a reputation for the team that they were just whiny little bee babies. But CD would pick up the phone and he'd say, hey, I'm yeah. sending you, and, and this was different you know, with email and everything else, but he was saying, I'm sending you copies of multiple plays from this game that I need you to look at. Tell me I'm wrong and tell me why. And that's the right way to create the dialogue to get the intended result. I don't think that using the media is the intended is going to get you to your intended outcome. And the and the funny thing is, was wasn't there? I mean, it was kind of proven, or there was kind of a um, unwritten, I guess, bias against Yao Ming. I remember you and I discussing that, but wasn't that something? Or am I imagining that there was something that no, went no, and that's where, where kind CD of like a memo or something came out or. I forget. Well, the, the, Carol yeah. Dawson and Jeff Van Gundy was the coach at one point, mm -hmm. and, and they both just saw this happening night in, night out, and said something's got to be done. And, and they actually drew attention and would isolate on Yao to simply say, "You're not calling him the same way." It's the same way Shaq didn't get a lot of calls because they said no one is as big, physical, and dominant as Shaq, so therefore we can't because Shaq's fouled on every time he touches the ball. Well, it kind of translated to later on. No one at that size was as physically gifted offensively as Yao. So a lot of times they, for one reason or another, asked Tony Brothers, who also had a little bit more into it as a referee, 
that got him in trouble about kind of signal pointing out Yao as a guy they were going to referee differently and not in the Rockets' favor. Yeah. And the Rockets tried to do something about it. Well, and, you know, you're never going to get really – you're never going to get – all you can do is bring awareness and hope. But, uh, but you know, Barry, uh, it's like – so just real quick on that, yeah, but it's no. like Scott Foster. Rockets yeah. fans all know that name because they all think they get screwed by Scott Foster. But the way that they brought attention to it and the one year that Harden and Chris Paul kept pursuing it on the court with him absolutely did them no favors. It actually did them a disservice because the rest of the way, when you got Scott Foster, there was a little chuckle. There was a little, okay, you want to see how bad it can get? Try me. Uh -huh. And you want a technical? Because now you question anything. And the first letter in my vocabulary on Wheel of Fortune is I'd like to buy a T or you're buying it and I'm giving it to you. And that's yeah. it. And, and that's the because they can call it by the book or not and in the same game, right? Like you can you can let a foul go here, but if you touch the opponent up, oh, that's a, that's a that's a foul. And by the think about it, the if there's a call is, in question by most superstars, if it's their fifth foul, they have five fouls. Most times, you know, as a referee, and you know that, or you have one technical already. They're not calling it if it's Chris right. Paul or James Harden when they were with the Rockets. Chances are, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to calling it. Yep. Uh, by the way, if you want to ask Joel questions, put hashtag ask the hammer uh, in the chat and Joel will answer it. Where is my overlay here? I made one. Oh, shit. Where did it go? Uh, there it is. How come what I typed in doesn't come up? Come up as what identified my and name. That's only today. for for me for like the like oh. the green room chat. It doesn't display on there. But so I can you, in you, case you mistake me for somebody else. No, that's fine. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Uh. But yeah. If you have a question for Joel, just put hashtag Ask the Hammer, and I'll lurk. For, I'll look for that in the chat, and uh, we'll ask Joel whatever questions you guys have about the NBA. Uh. One other thing before we get to some Rockets talk. Zion Williamson is uh, cleared for activity, but he'll be out another two weeks. Um, and I saw the headline and I read a little bit about it and I was like, you know what is it? And this is my question to you, Joel, now that Zion's coming back, which, which by the way, cleared for activity out for two weeks. Uh, they're not going to make the playoffs anyway. So it really kind of doesn't matter. Was he going to play the last game of the season? It's kind of ridiculous. No, he's allowed, he, he's now allowed to walk the dogs on his own. Yeah. So he, he can get out and get some air. Is it time to put Zion Williamson on the all time bust list? No, because he is not one of the all time biggest busts, busts like Anthony Bennett, number one overall pick that Kwame Brown, guys that were the number one overall pick and then just never showed you any reason to hold out hope. He's the ultimate tease because when you just see him play when he's healthy, he's a double-double waiting to happen. He's all kinds of athletic at that size to be able to get in the air and 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 do the, the power game and the finesse game when he has to. He's got so much talent, but it, you, you put the, the whole franchise in such – you backed them into such a hole because they had no choice but to extend you because you were going to go to the Knicks. You were going to go to a big market team. You had even kind of let some hints go. You might consider that route. And if you let a guy like that go and then he goes to a big market and succeeds, now there's double egg on your face and the chances of you getting the number one pick again and getting a pick that could be as transcending as, as he is could maybe never happen. So you have to keep rolling with him and paying him extraordinary amounts of money, thinking that at a certain point, it's going to level off. He's going to be healthy, and then we're going to really see what he could be because they have a really good roster the rest of the way. 
I just don't know if that's ever going to be the case. You had to try and reteach the guy to walk and run, and, and and yet, and you're worried about how much he weighs. That ain't going away, and that ain't changing. No. Is there a point that you could see him being uh, on that list? I mean, if this continues, yeah. Joel, yeah. No, like the no. dudes, you have to. Yeah, I, but it would have to get you know four, five, six years down the road, right, where he's only playing twenty to thirty games a season. Which is about, I think, it's based on, you know, it's based on the potential, right? We never thought Kwame Brown was going to be Shaq or a dominant center. We never thought that Anthony Bennett was going to be the next Carl Malone. But we thought Zion Williamson might be the next LeBron James because since LeBron James, we haven't seen a guy at that size be able to jump and 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 get first step and do the things that Zion Williamson's been able to do. And if you look at what they did around him, CJ McCollum and, and Ingram and the guys that they have, if he's that extra piece that they have this season, there's no doubt in my mind they're making the playoffs and they're a really good team, but he keeps doing this year after year and, and everybody keeps shaking their head at a certain point. Yeah. He, the B word is something that you're going to put on him. I mean, bust. Uh, what's up, Ryan? Good to see you. So, Joe, we have uh, Ryan Watson's in the chat. He is from halfway around the globe. Uh, he, he joins us from In the Mud Sports, which is another show on Twitch that uh, is a friend of the show, and we're friends of their show. And uh, Ryan had a question because he's he, again, he's you know, he's a Euro. He's from the other side. He likes basketball, but he had two questions. One, who is this fella on the screen? Ryan, this is Joel Blank, my old co-host uh, when we did radio together, but he's also a 23-year NBA veteran uh, front office guy. He was a color commentator for the Rockets, director of broadcasting for the Rockets. So not a lot of guys are going to meet that know basketball as well as Joel Blank does, so we're lucky enough to have him. Uh, and 20, answers, 27 in the league, 27 in the league, 23 bad. with the Rockets. Just, my, my just we're going to get our stats right. You are an analytical guy. You're a stats I've, guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to get the stats wrong. 27 years in the NBA, 23 with the Rockets. It's my bad. Uh, but, but Joel, uh, so, so we, we, you know, we get him every week and he answers basketball questions. So Ryan, hashtag ask the hammer, knows nothing about you. How heavy is your hammer? Ryan wants to know. Well, um, it could be the one in the backpack. It could be in the sack pack. Um, I oh. don't have to. Re- I don't have to give the analytics on either one. Just know that both can get the nail done. <laughs> oh, this is why you're the best, Joe. This is why you're the best. Well done. Well done. And if you're wondering, yes, the hammer uh, was used to sculpt my big deck. Nope. Uh, Total Dallas has a question for you, Joel, and it's a legitimate question. Uh, From him? Yeah, right? Ask the Hammer, when Kyrie leaves this summer, who will uh, we roll him with to keep Luka happy? It's a really good question. I mean, you and I have had this conversation in the fact that it's the wrong fit for the wrong team with the right guy in Luka. Like, Luka needs a wing. Luca needs a, a Devin Booker or a Kevin Durant or a wing slash scorer that he can still handle the ball in every possession, but he gets another guy that he knows he can go to that can get him buckets because Christian Wood ain't it. And we knew that in Houston, mm-hmm. but Christian Wood is another guy you can move on from. And then total Dallas, you might be able to find two different players that you can add to this roster that can make Dallas increasingly better. Cause everybody wants to play with you, Luca. They know they got a very supportive hands-on owner and Mark Cuban, as opposed to some of the other hands-on owners in sports. And they know that he's going to do whatever's necessary to win and win first. Kyrie's the wrong fit. He's missed a lot of games. I don't blame him this time because a lot of it is legit injuries. 
but I just think he's the wrong fit for a guy that already has a Luka Doncic. He's going to look to try and find a way to get to the Lakers or the Clippers or a team that has other stars so that the le- there's less pressure on him in the regular season, but more chance to soak up all the accolades. I think that Luka, because everybody wants to play for him and with him, I think they'll have a lineup of suitors trying to get there. It's just they have to be very particular in not falling and succumbing to the James Harden of if he's your boy and you want to play with him, we're going to go get him and then think about the fit later. They got to think about the fit first and then have conversations with Luca to say, hey, I know you like player A, but player B and player C are guys that fit what we're doing better because they don't command the ball out of your hands. Yeah. Um, a couple of names in the chat. We real quick, we were talking Zion. There's a little bit of a delay, mm-hmm. but um, Alex Villanueva said Zion equals Trout, which I don't know if he would. Uh, I, I get what you're saying. I don't saying. think he's ever going to be the greatest player yeah, in the league. That's why I say no, but yeah. I get what you're saying. And then a couple of people mentioned Greg Oden. Uh, Titan Hugo had hashtag ask the hammer. Does Greg Oden get a pass because of his injuries? And then 75 truth. Uh, came in and said he pulled a Greg Oden. And and that's kind of the comparisons that I've seen kind of floating around, which I think is almost unfair to Zion uh, because I think he's better. He was a more skilled basketball player than Greg Oden was. Am I off? Yeah, Greg Oden wasn't a bad player, but but Greg Oden wasn't athletically gifted enough to do more than just so he so for the difference between the two is Greg Oden was a big man that could play the low post and he could do what a low post center is supposed to do. Zion Williamson is a is a power forward that could go down on the block and get you buckets, but then could take you off the break and put it, you know, put it into another gear and go up in the air and hang on you and then punch it in your mouth and, and turn around on the next play and go back to playing low post offense and defense. And so he had more of an overall athleticism and skill set than Greg Oden, but Greg Oden also was a talented player. Career cut too, you know, way too short, way too soon. It happens. I just think Zion's had more potential coming in than Greg Oden. All right, uh, Ryan with a legit basketball question. Color me shocked. Uh, good on you, Ryan. Hashtag Ask the Hammer. Where there will there be lower than two hundred and thirty-one points in the Pelicans versus Hornets tonight? So what is that? 231, uh, I guess, is the... 31, so about 115, 115, 116 apiece, about that. Ball's not playing yeah, for Charlotte. and a half each. Yeah, thanks, what is, uh, analytics guy. Um, I'm going to say... Bovada. I'm going to go under. You're going to go, gonna go under. under? Okay, under in the Pelicans-Hornets game tonight. Got it. All right, you know what, Joel? I'm going to go and make that bet right now because you said that. I am. I'm going to okay. do it just because of you. I don't know who's playing and not playing. I would look at that and say that, like, it, you know, and and if either team's coming off a back-to-back, Ooh. which means they might be a little slower. But hey, I would uh, I would say first glimpse, under. Okay, well, good call. Who's scoring for Charlotte? Yeah, yeah, great point. I just went to Bovada is where I do my wagering at and uh, pulled it up. And I don't know where you're getting that number from, Ryan, but on Bovada – the over-under for uh, Hornets-Pelicans is 225. Mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. So what would you do there, Joel? Is that... It's getting closer. Yeah. It's getting closer to where I would... Con- but I'm still going under. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't feel as confident about that. I like the better 231 in the under. So. Yeah, if you can get 231, <laughs> I, that's a lot. I got you. All right, cool. I dig it. All right, uh, back to my questions. Now that no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, of course. So let's talk Rockets. I've for a seen second. them all. 
nine games left for the Houston Rockets. What do you want to see from this team over the last nine games? Is that um, effort? I want to see. Um, what is that? Before you, answer. it's a phone holder. Oh, why do I remember that? Because I used I re- to put it on the desk when we did shows, I so I could have my phone facing me instead of yours sitting on the desk vibrating. Um, gotcha. Uh, I, I want to see. I, I want to see. So when you you know everybody's losing their mind if you get drunk on red Kool Aid on a consistent basis and you're a Rockets fan, then you hear Draymond Green say, "Hey, I heard Tari Eason and KJ Martin talking to each other and understanding where they needed to be defensively and discussing who was going to do what." Okay, that should have been happening all year. Like that should have been happening up and down the roster. Now get that message to to KPJ. Get that message to Jalen Green. Stop picking on just Shen Goon and realize your little darling that you took in the first round, Jabari Smith, doesn't play a lick of D either, and he needs just as much help. The only difference is he doesn't point fingers and scream and yell at the players who aren't helping him. So I want to see more effort. I want to see more understanding of the game on both ends of the floor. And to be honest, Barry, the one thing I don't want to see is Deshaun Nix. I don't want to see any player that I don't give a rat's ass about because they shouldn't be on this roster in the first place, and it didn't cost me a first-round pick to take. I want to see guys that are going to possibly be in the future of this team that a lot of assets were used on in the case of Garuba and Josh Christopher. First-round picks were used on you. For as good as K.J. Martin has come through as a second-round pick, those two first-round picks have given you nothing. And so if they're going to be around, if they're going to be considered to be on this team next year and going forward with hopefully a new coaching staff, they got to show me something. What position does Josh Christopher play? Can he do anything other than gunner shooting every time he touches it? Okay. Can Garuba develop any kind of concept of being somewhat of a serviceable power forward that can have some kind of an offensive move or two in his repertoire? I don't know, because otherwise, if I see Garuba, I go, well, I already got K.J. Martin and Tari Eason. Why do I need Garuba? If I see Josh Christopher, there's a reason why Knicks was getting more minutes than him. Because whether you were taken in the first round or not, if you can't get it done, then then Silas shouldn't put him on the floor. So you got to make decisions. And here's the other thing. They never should have extended Jay Sean Tate because you didn't have to. Now that you did, you find out that Jay Sean Tate is exactly what Tari Eason and K.J. Martin are. Only they're younger, they're more athletic, and their ceiling is higher than a guy that a lot of people don't know is already in his late 20s, even though they found him late. So the, the, your only hope is in the offseason, you can find a home for Jayshon Tate, and I know they're going to want to get a first-round pick. Just take what you can get because yeah. you overpaid him when you didn't have to, and he doesn't fit the rest of the core group from the age perspective that you have with the Rockets. You know, you mentioned uh, lack of defense on this team for the most part, and you mentioned Jabari Smith. And I think what ends up happening is Jamari Smith is a is a decent shot blocker, or you see a couple of plays like what happened the other night with Clay Thompson, and the average fan sees that and, and assumes, oh, Jabari Smith's a good defender. No, he's he's a he's a decent shot blocker. They got one. You know what I mean? He got a good one against a superstar. Had that been, you know, uh, Looney or something like that, it, it's maybe not as big of a deal. But I think that uh, you're, you're dead ass right. This team, the problem with this team has always been defense. And defense is effort and coaching. And it's just See, like, that's why, that's why I have so much hope still in Shen Goon and Jabari yeah. Smith. 
Because defense is something you can learn. You can get better. It's not like a God-given skill that either you have or you don't. In a lot of cases, shooting, you can get somewhat marginally improved, but you're either a shooter or you're not at a certain point in your career. Defense, you can always get better on. You're absolutely right. And I think that when you look at this team and you think about, like you're talking about, Jabari Smith, don't give yourself the nickname Locksmith at the start of the year, okay? Because now the red Kool-Aid drinkers believe it, and they believe you are the glove second coming. You're going to lock down and shut down everybody. And then the coaches are like, he wants to guard Giannis, but Giannis wants you to guard him too. And there's a reason. And the same way you had 31 against Boston, you also let Jason Tatum blow both your doors off on like numerous times. And he should have hit the game tying shot to put it into overtime. He was having an off night, but it wasn't because you stopped him or slowed him down. He ran right past you like someone that just took your lunch money and was on his way to the arcade. I mean, you just have to be better defensively. And so far they haven't proven they can do that. Facts. Uh, all right, two more uh, questions from the peeps. Um, all right, got that one. Nope, remove. Uh, Ivan had a question. Hashtag ask the hammer. Would you take the Knicks over the Magic at minus two and a half on the road or the Clippers over the Thunder at minus four? Do you like the Knicks over the Magic? Oof. Minus two and a half. I, I like the Knicks over the Magic not knowing the details. I need to know who's in, who's out. I need to know... You know, how many games have been played in the last several days for both teams? Because I'll take Brunson and 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 Randall over whatever Powell, Bancaro, and whoever the Magic put up against them. But I, I'm going to give the Magic a lot of credit. The Magic yeah. are a team that is way further ahead of where they should be. Steve Clifford, everybody there, getting the most out of their young players. That's what you hope the Rockets could have done with their young, young nucleus. Or the same thing of the other question that I even brought up, OKC. OKC was on a parallel universe with the Rockets. Difference is good coaching, good instruction, good drafting to find equal players and parts that play different positions that can blend together. And you got a team that's completely overachieving. And the worst thing about them is they may play themselves out of one of the worst three records in the league. At this point, that could be a good thing with as many young guys as they already have drafted. Yeah. So the two and a half, I like the Knicks. On the road's a different situation. So you got to look at their travel schedule and if they're resting anybody in that regard. The Clippers are a mess. Paul George looked like he had a nasty knee injury, and I don't know when he's coming back. Russ coming back to OKC is interesting because emotion will be there for them. I like. Well, I, I forget what he said. What's the spread in the OKC uh, game? Four. Clippers over the Thunder at home minus four. I'll take OKC in the points there. I think. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I was just looking it up for you. The Knicks, uh, Trevor Keels, Dwayne Washington Jr., Mitchell Robinson, and Jalen Brunson are all doubtful. And, Dun that, that's why I stay away from that game. Yeah, Don't touch Suggs it. Suggs is not out playing. for the Magic. That's that's the injury. No report. loss. He wants okay. to watch the Gonzaga game. <laughs> so that was that one. And let me get you. That's the last time he was relevant. I think besides draft night, <laughs> right? Oklahoma City Thunder on the road at the LA Clippers. Let's see. Your injury report is no major injuries for the Thunder. Uh, Norman Powell out. Paul George out. Brandon Boston Jr. out for the Clippers. Kind of like thunder in the points. Okay, there you go. Yeah, the line is the yeah. All right, there you go, Ivan. Don't and forget. Don't forget. So that's on the that's reversed. Russell's not going back to OKC. Right. Shea Gilgis Alexander going back to the Clippers, and Shea Gilgis, Gilgis Alexander's been on fire. Yes, he has. Uh, all right, Brandon Hannon with a question. Ask the Hammer, Joel. What's up? Uh, I have heard some people comparing 
Uh, Jairus Walker to Julius Randle. What are your thoughts on that? I think he has more of a upside. He's got more upside than Randall. When Randall came out and Barry, that was at a time I think we were doing shows. I said, look, he's the guy that isn't going to be any better than what he is. But what he is, is a better than average NBA player coming out of college. He looked more mature. His game was more mature. But because there wasn't um, a, a fact that you could say, I'm getting a younger kid that I'm going to have to develop. You kind of already knew who he was. You saw it with the Lakers. You're seeing a different version of him with the Knicks. He's a really good player. I think Jairus Walker, it's been surprising to me how he's climbed draft boards to be a top 10 pick. Then he had a stretch about a month ago where he was on fire, and then he disappeared. And I look at the Northern Kentucky game in the first round of the tournament, and I say, there's a game that if he truly was top 10 right now, he takes that game over. He realizes Sasser's out. He realizes Shed's dinged up. He knows this is a game we got to win. And he says, give me the ball. Get out of the way. I got this. And I don't think he's that kind of player yet. Now he shoots 40% from three, so as a stretch four, he has a lot of things that attract NBA scouts. He's young enough that you can say he still has to mature, get stronger. He's got a funky body. He's not overly strong right now, but he's athletic as all get out. So I think that his upside is greater, but I think that he should be really excited if he can get to the level of Julius Randle. So in a roundabout way, he's not Julius Randle yet, but he could get there, but I don't think that's a knock on Julius Randle. I dig it. That's a good answer. Uh, all right, last couple things. Um, one, how's your bracket looking? I got. I still got two in the final four. I yeah. still have. I think. I think I have the potential of having five of the final eight. So okay. I, I, I. It's not on life support, but I had U of H beating Alabama in the final. Okay, that's exactly what I had. All right, I feel a little better yeah. about that. Uh, and who you got, uh, in these matchups? Do you, um, let me give you the sketch and, uh, because tonight's first matchup, Barry, starting at five thirty central time is a matchup fe featuring Mr. March himself, Tom Izzo and the Michigan state Spartans, always a team to be reckoned with in the tournament as they I take on the upstart Kansas state team that has looked fairly good. I just think you don't bet against Izzo in March. I believe that mm. Izzo defensively is going to find a way to shut down Kansas State's point guard, and I believe that they don't have the supporting cast Michigan State does. I believe Michigan State is favored for a reason. I think the if you're going to take a team, take the Spartans to beat Kansas State. Nice, look at that. Uh, all right, next one, uh, Bama and uh, let's go out. Let's go. Let's go out west, Barry. Let's go out west <laughs> to the T-Mobile Center where UCLA is taking on Gonzaga, a matchup that we've seen numerous times over the last several tournaments over the last decade or so, and they've never really disappointed. That's another time that Suggs was relevant. Back in the day, you could go all the way back to porn star Adam Morrison and crying on the floor after the jumper didn't go down to beat the Bruins. Bruins are a really good team. Key to me this year is another Mr. March is Mark Few, the coach of Gonzaga. Every year, Gonzaga's favored almost in every game. And the weight of the world's on their shoulders. Last year, they had Chet Holmgren. They were supposed to win it all. They fell short. The pressure and stress was too much. This year, they're rolling in in kind of anonymity. They're rolling in with uh, Drew Timmy, still the, uh, a first-team All-American type center. Great footwork. Unbelievable player in the middle. And no one's giving them a chance. No one's talking about them. They're all talking about the Bruins. I like Gonzaga here. I think Gonzaga has a chance to upset UCLA. I think this is the game of the night. And I think that Ooh. UCLA is riding the fact that they think they feel more pressure because they're favored. I think Gonzaga likes the underdog role for a change, and I think they might take advantage of it. Okay. 
Uh, let's talk Arkansas-UConn. So here's a sleeper for you, Barry. I said this okay. on the show today, but I believe Arkansas, if you remember, another Mr. March. All these Mr. March coaches should not be slept on because Musselman, the coach at Arkansas, took Nevada to several long runs in the NCAA tournament, so much so he got the job at Arkansas. Mm -hmm. I don't believe this is the last stop for Musselman, and I believe mm -hmm. that a win in a game like this could propel him to coach the Longhorns next year. He could move up. He could get all the facilities. He could get the Longhorns get a big name that got a lot of exposure in the tournament, and he could take it to a recruiting level. He already recruited really, really well to get people to freaking Little Rock. He could do a whole lot more if he was getting them to go to Austin with the facilities they have at UT. I think keep an eye on that, but keep an eye on a guy that really has a – you know what? They This is Alabama light. This is not as much credit for a similar roster in Alabama. They're long. They're athletic. They can guard everybody. And on the flip side, Hurley and UConn, Hurley finally has a team that can play the kind of way he wants to play. They get up and down the floor. They score. He's got a lot of different options. This is a great game. I'm picking the upset here. I think Arkansas beats UConn. I think that they're a team that seems to peak at the right time because of coaching and other things. They have a lot of talent, and I think Arkansas can beat UConn in a close game. So you're three for three on upsets just based on seeding. You're going Gonzaga, yeah. right, over UCLA. You got Arkansas yep. over UConn and Michigan State over Kansas State. Uh, Michigan last State one, favored tonight, but yes, lower seed. But yeah, lower seed. And then lastly, you got number nine, Florida Atlantic at number four, Tennessee. Thoughts on that? Clock strikes midnight. Pumpkin is back. The carriage yeah. is gone. The slippers lost. The it's over. I mean, nice run. Tip your cap and good night. Tennessee's going to run away with this one. Uh, I think Tennessee is a again a similar team in the style of play. Um, they got a guy. Texas might not want to let go as quickly as they did in Rick Barnes, but Rick Barnes and Tennessee they got a really good team. They're very they're very athletic team. They can score the basketball, and I think the end the end is here for Cinderella. All right, we got four minutes left in the show, and we got four games to get to on the other side. That'll be Friday night. So let's, we're going to save the U of H game for last. So let's start with uh, San Diego State, Alabama. Who you like? I like Alabama because, I mean, as much as I'd like to see them get upset for the, for the case of either U of H or Texas, and in my case, U of H, Alabama's just so talented, and they're really well coached by Nate Oates. And I think that San Diego State is a team that's probably overachieved already, and they have talent but I don't think they have talent across the board the way Alabama does. Again, another really long athletic team can guard you across the board. Um, we saw them up close and personal here in Fertitta Center play U of H and, and, and understand how talented they are. Miller's one of the top three players in the world right now coming out into the NBA draft. He's a top three NBA prospect. He, he had a groin issue. He'll be better. Alabama will be better. Alabama will win the game. Yeah, San Diego State, great defense. They just can't score, uh, and that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, Princeton-Creighton, 15-6 matchup. This is going to be well, worth I'll watching. I'll tell you what. Uh, Princeton's yeah, damn well, good well, for Princeton, a seed. Princeton's going to try and make you watch paint dry. They're going to slow it down, and they're going to completely muck it up. But I, I really think a lot of people are sleeping on Creighton. I think Creighton is talented. They've got great leadership at the point guard position. They've got a they got actually two big men that can play, but the one big man is a sleeper guy the NBA was going to look at because he's a seven-footer that can run the floor, that can finish around the basket a little bit. He's got some touch. I like Creighton to win this game, but, I, I, I mean, this is one you take the under on because I think that as much as Creighton likes to shoot, I just don't think you can play – You can't. it's like playing Navy in football. You can't prepare for the way Princeton plays as opposed to anybody <laughs> else in the country, and it's an adjustment. 
Yeah, so the the over under is one forty and a half. So you're saying take the under on that? Huh? I'm going okay. under on that. All right, uh, and then you've got uh, Xavier and Texas. Well, I'll tell you what. As much as the Longhorns have been the best team for the first two games of the tournament, don't sleep on Sean Miller and that that Xavier team. Man, they are talented. They have everybody at every position you'd want. You know, as much as I never thought he'd get another chance to coach again and all that debacle that happened when he left Xavier the first time to go to Arizona, he's got a really good team. He's a really good coach. And the Longhorns are going to have their hands full. With that said, I still think Texas is a more talented team. Coaching is going to – Rodney Terry is going to have to coach his tail off. And, and, and I think it may come down to coaching. But I believe Texas has more talent. I think that obviously it's not to anybody's choosing the way the tech coaching thing went down in, in, in Austin this year. Yeah, I like the Longhorns, but I'm very leery of a team that could beat the Longhorns. Okay. And uh, just so you know, uh, the spread is Longhorns and four. Longhorns favorite yeah, it's, four. I think it, I think it's actually going to be tighter than that. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know that I would. The Horns winning by more than four would be a big feather in their cap. Gotcha. And last but not least, number five, Miami at uh, U of H. Uh, that tips off at 6.15 on Friday. How do you see that going? I like the Cougs. I like them by about the margin that I saw first, which was seven. I just am very leery of the fact that this is a team in Miami that's extremely well coached by a veteran, longtime, really good coach in Jim Laranega. And I think that they have no fear. I think the scary thing if you watch them play their last game is this is a team that doesn't worry about taking bad shots. They don't worry about taking a lot of shots. They don't care. They're going to take the next shot. And if it goes in, they're going to tell you about it. They're going to ride emotion. If, if momentum is on their side, they can make life hell for you. But on the flip side, if you can send a message early like U of H can because their calling card is defense, and they have so many, they have five guys that can score on you. And I think they're a bigger team, physical, more physical team than Miami. If, if U of H can send a message early by kind of slowing down Miami's helter-skelter play and not letting them run all over the place, and then send a message with their bigs that I think Miami's biggest guy is only like five, I mean, six, seven. I think wow. that if the bigs can establish themselves, this is another game where Walker needs to step up because I believe you're going to get something out of Sasser and you're going to get something out of Shed. But who else is going to be the one that kind of sends the message home and says, you don't have enough talent to beat us? U of H, way more talented team. Just a little scared of the fact that Miami comes in with no fear, and that's something that they've got to pay attention to. But I like the Cougars to end up winning. No fear and nothing to lose. I mean, ain't nobody going to judge you if you lose to a one seed and one of the best teams in This kid Wong in Miami. Yeah. Like, this is like you on the Met floor. I mean, if he has a half-court hook shot I, I, wide open, he ain't – thinking about it he's taking it and if he misses his first six he's taking number seven and he thinks it's going in but like Coog's favored by seven and a half now so it, it creeped up another half a point i guess i guess vegas keeps changing it because no matter what the people are riding u of h so they, they that's why you'll see the line move because somebody was saying all oh, that line's moving off of michigan state being favored over to k-state and that's because everybody was taken uh yeah, yeah. Uh, putting the money so Vegas is going to move that line. Well, this was dope, dude. Uh, appreciate you doing it as always. Sorry I never sent the email. Tons of good stuff in this. I'm going to try to get some videos chopped up. As always, my friend, I appreciate it. You guys, follow Joel on Twitter. What are you most active on, Twitter? <clears throat> is that where you're most yeah. active on social media? Follow yep. at, at Pac-Man Joel 
on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Make sure you listen to the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. And as always, Joel, man, I appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Anytime, my brother. Anytime. Looking forward to doing it again. All right, that was Joe Blake of the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5. We did it again, folks. We made it through another week. Thank you, guys. What the fuck is that? What just happened to the outro? That is so weird. That that was weird. That was super weird. Uh, go eat some power pellets. What the fuck is a what the fuck is a power pellet? I have no idea. Uh, good times, man. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thanks for being here. <clears throat> Always fun. Thank you for my new follow from Ryan uh, Home. I appreciate you. Home Astros fan, thank you for the 100 biddies. And Jared, thank you as well. <clears throat> thank you to the subs, all the resubs. Appreciate you guys. House, Behan, and Doves, Heels, and Rob. I will see you guys on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you to my guest, Joel Blank, for coming in and talking some outstanding insight into the nba and college basketball um i'm a lucky man all the way around so hey ambien thank you uh, for being here appreciate you all right go coogs go bracket whatever if you're not a coogs fan it's fine uh i looked i don't see is in the mud going off the air i was gonna raid them but it looks like they're almost done excuse me done is in the mud almost done that's all right, Ambien. Ambien said I got here late. Hey, you're never late when you're here. Um, yeah, is in the mud done almost? You know what? Let's should we raid? Um, uh, are we raiding? I thought I saw Reyes say it's almost over. Hey, we love you, Alan. Tell Catherine I love her. All right, we're gonna raid in the mud. They're on. Fuck it. They don't. Oh nope, they're drinking. They're done. Damn it, they're done. So we can't raid them. All right, we're going to raid. What is that? Peel Rattlesnake? I have no idea who that is. Peel Buddy, Repacks, USN, Air Griffin, Crazy Becca, MRF, Better Network. Yep, I got nothing. Uh, do not raid me, Jim. Third time Pookie said I just got here on my leg. Kiss my ass. You were, yes, you're fucking late. Everybody else is. All right, I guess we're not raiding. I don't know. Fan-controlled sports? What is that? Fan-controlled sports. Yeah, what is that? Oh, fuck it. Let's raid them. Here we go. We're going to raid fan-controlled sports. All right, you guys. That's a good good call there, Evil Death. Appreciate you. Enjoy the raid. I will see y'all on Monday. Enjoy the basketball. Until I see you, do me three favors. Be safe. Be kind and love each other. The raid is starting Say hello, be kind to these folks, give them a follow or whatever. Peace. Uh, Do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Do it, baby. Stick it, baby. Bye, guys. And he's making a YouTube video.